Hmm. Let me see who's here. <laughs> I, don't, I, I really don't know how to do these things. Sabaho, everybody. Sabaho. Hope you're doing well. Um, it's Saturday. It's May 15th. We're smack dab in the middle of May 15th, uh, or in May, technically. And um, it's a little bit chilly, chillier today. Notifications starting to come in, <laughs> uh, coincidentally, on my Pixel 4a. Um, and I want to talk to you guys. We're going to talk about a whole bunch of different things. Primarily, obviously, the big event coming up next week. Um, I do want to say good morning and welcome back. Sabah uh, to everybody else in the chat. We have Joey in the chat, Davin Davis, El Josa's in there as well. Um, Eric is in there. Um, Demir is, <laughs> is in there as well. Oh, man, Joey V is in there as well. Um, Abdelaiza is in there. <laughs> a lot of people join us in uh, Experian 1 Mach 3. Love uh, from, uh, from <laughs> Joey V. Um, Jimmy, Jimmy's in there, everybody, <laughs> um, exciting electronics. So let's just start kind of like jumping into most of the biggest thing. This week has been an interesting week. Uh, we had, a, we had the live stream obviously on Thursday, Juan Carlos and myself, we had our best of our week. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Uh, exciting electronics. Hey man, how you doing? Um, and there's been a lot of things going on. Obviously there's, um, uh, rumors going crazy. There's some leaks, some renders, um, there are some people confirming certain things, some people kind of like talking about the, what's coming up with the Pixel 6, the Pixel 6 Pro, or maybe what's going to be called the Pixel 6 XL. Uh, it, it, Pro is a little bit of a hard term for me because I haven't seen Google use the term before. So I'm more likely thinking it's probably going to be more like a 6XL or maybe a 5A XL. Um, more along the line of what they did with last year's model, right? Last year, they had a 5A, which is the standard model that we have, the smaller one. Uh, and then they had a 5A XL, which essentially is very similar to the five, sorry, to the Pixel 5, but it's more of along the line of the 5A in the sense that it doesn't really meet the 5 expectations. Um, what I would probably say next week, we're probably more than likely going to be hearing a lot more about Android, a lot more about the development of Google and the point of where they're advancing Android 12. Actually, it's also going to be coinciding with the first beta release of Android 12. Um, the main thing that I want to mention that a lot of people are anticipating or at least talking about is the Pixel 6 announcement or maybe even teasers. And that's going to be one of those things that are going to be talking about. Uh, uh, okay, so Joe will be jumping in with uh, hoping hoping for uh, no, no notch and no punch hole. Um, there's been a few leaks going on with the different designs and what's going on. And some of the leaks obviously are still showing us uh, looking at a punch hole camera. I don't think Google's going to try to jump into the under display fingerprint, uh, sorry, the camera sensor, the way we had it with the Axon. Uh, and what I'm talking about essentially, hold on, let me show you. If you guys are familiar with it, uh, ZTE released or, or basically launched the Axon 25G. And this is, for the lack of a better term, it's a large display. It's a large phone. But the main thing about it is the fact that it actually has a camera that's under the display. So while I I, I do definitely echo your, your um, I would say, your wish, uh, Joey, I, I don't know if Google is going to jump into a situation where they don't have a front-facing camera, a uh, punch hole camera. They're not going to jump into a Seuss territory in that sense. The leaks and everything that we're looking into primarily are focusing on a new design on the aesthetics for the back. Um, so uh, the the answer to what I'm what, what I was trying to say here, what Joey's looking into here. So let's turn on the display, and you could kind of see it right there. So this one has no punch hole camera. There's nothing in there, and that's because the camera is actually still sitting there, but it's behind the display. So that's an approach. That's one way of doing it. There's the ASUS, the flip uh, part part of it. Uh, the the only thing I would probably say though is more than likely we're going to be seeing some redesigns into the sensors. Uh, the real reason why Google will need 
sorry. The real reason why Google would need to increase the size of the bump on the back is maybe for bigger sensors, uh, because the overall presence of what we've seen in the past is that those that bump that we've had in there in the past hasn't been that pronounced. Again, here is what we see with the Pixel 4a. So here, let me show you that it's very nice, very minimalistic. The Pixel 5 didn't go that much higher. So something of that thickness on the back more than likely will give us a better sensor, bigger sensor. So maybe Google's moving away from the 12 megapixel sensor that they've been using for quite some time, which is definitely a nice improvement. Uh, not to say that there was a bad decision. I think cameras on Pixel devices have been known to be the standard. But going away and maybe going with a slightly bigger sensor or maybe uh, I'm not trying to say maybe multiple elements in the lenses and, the, and the, the improvements that we're looking here are going to be decent. That's the big thing. Uh, the biggest thing that I want to mention, obviously, is that we saw some leaks from John um, Prozer, and that, that's basically what's fueling everybody's, um, I guess, conversations. Uh, and the fact that Max Weinbach kind of confirmed some of that information on Twitter is a little bit more kind of adding more, um, I would say, uh, resiliency into the information. Because I feel like I know Max, and I've worked with Max for many, many years. And with the amount of leaks that he's been doing over the years, uh, I feel like this is something that we could definitely look into. Um had eye on the on the 11 ultra for the cameras but this changes things uh so we're hopeful specs so the the overall information that we're seeing right now with the pixel devices is that they're going to be two different versions right which we kind of went back to because at the past we used to have the uh there's the 4 the 4xl right and then we had the 3a in last year's uh, design we had the 5a sorry the 4a and the 4a xl and then we had a 5 so there was only one of the five numbers this year, there's a good chance that the 5A, which will more than likely be announced next week, is going to be, and I'm hoping that it's also going to be available next week, which is the other thing that I feel like a lot of a lot of times Google has been doing, is that they announce the 5A or the A series during I.O., and then it's available shortly after. So last year it was available through Google, but then again, last year was a little bit different with you know the, pen, uh, the current situation and what's going on right now. So I feel like this year we may be back to what we've had in the past with people being able to go into stores and pick up things. So there's a good chance that next week we are going to see a Pixel 5a running Android 11, not Android 12. So there's a big difference of what's going to happen. The big development that we're going to see with Android 12 next week is the open beta part of it. And what I mean by that is the first beta release. Google's roadmap that we were what we've seen at the beginning of the uh, the Android 12 alpha or the developer previews announced a uh, release in May or a release in May. And that's going to be the beta release. And that transitions us into beta. And what that means for the most part is anybody that owns a Pixel smartphone, okay? So Pixel probably going to be down to three, four, and the Pixel 5 uh, series, since we won't have anything else going on, um, <clears throat> will be able to actually sign up to be part of the beta. And it will actually transition or install as an actual OTA. And what that means essentially is you just transition your device into the beta program, you get an update, you install it, you're now running Android 12, um, or at least the beta version of it. Uh, this is a little bit different than what we've done in the past with Android 12 developer preview, where you need to sideload that. So you need to unlock the bootloader, sideload the developer preview, and then you need to uh, manually install the first updates. And I think by the third update, it started installing it via OTA. But again, it, the transition into this is a little bit different. You need to wipe your device. Now with the beta, it's going to be open and it's going to be something that you can actually try out. Uh, and the main thing I would probably say is jumping into the beta is not as easy as jumping out of it. The meaning behind that is, if you go into the beta with Android 12, your data doesn't get wiped. But if you do need to downgrade back to Android 11, your data gets wiped and you need to basically just uh, make sure you back up your stuff. Um, 
uh, Abdelaisa is saying is uh, new sensors, new era. Will Google make a generational jump in mobile photography? So the interesting part about here is, um, so this is the, the comment that we had from Abdelaisa. Uh, I would probably say Google's development in photography is already at the level where everybody's catching up to them. My hope is that with the improvements that we're getting here, we'll get better optics for video, which will always be, I, I feel like if there's a challenge or something that Google can definitely work on, although not to say that it's bad, the Pixel 5 had a lot of tricks up its sleeve. The Pixel 5a and the Pixel 5, uh, sorry, 4a and the 4 uh, XL definitely didn't have the same tricks, I would say. It's, again, the, the structure, the design, the overall, I feel like 5 was intended to be the, the main device, even though for the most part, the 5a, the 4a and the XL and the 5a uh, were pretty much very similar. Um, <laughs> Greg, Greg is jumping in and says, I'm still running DP3. So yes, um, just jumping back real quick into the Android 12 situation. Now, the biggest thing that I feel like for, for OnePlus users, which I feel like a lot of people are at least, so obviously Android 12 beta available for Pixels is great. If you have a Pixel smartphone, it's going to be something you can try. It doesn't mean you should. It's definitely, I would probably say this, of all of the Android developer previews that we've had within the last few years, so I'm going to say basically 9, 10, and 11, the Android 12, and, and I think Greg Greg and I have talked about this in the past, it's basically one of the more stable installation or implementation of Android updates. I don't think it's as big of an upgrade as when 10 to 11 went in, but I feel like what it does, it does a lot more into uh, basically keeping things consistent and it didn't have as many issues. So it was actually pretty, I would say, daily driver ready uh, for even when it was on the developer preview. So the only thing I could probably imagine is that the beta will even open it up to more people. So if you want to try it, definitely, I would say, wait, give some people some time to actually install it and see how it runs. Uh, I'll definitely be pushing out a video there. But what I'm really excited is about this guy the OnePlus line of devices that will be getting Oxygen OS, or at least the first look at Oxygen OS 12. And what was going to happen, and this is again based on what we've seen in the past, I'm not trying to basically make uh, assumptions out of nothing. Um, the Android developer preview one will be the one that uh, OnePlus releases. So it will be Android 12 developer preview one. And it's actually going to probably be very bare bones. And what that means essentially, it's, it's going to look a lot like Android 11 or Android 11, uh, Oxygen OS 11, but it will actually be running on top of the, the stock version of Android 12. So the, the developer preview. And that's going to be basically OnePlus's design, uh, proof of design, seeing we can boot with it, we can start it, but it's probably not going to be daily driver, which means for the most part, you're not really going to need to install that. So be aware, that's mostly what's going to happen next week with the announcement. I'm anticipating other OEMs to also announce at the same time. Um, I haven't heard a lot of rumors if Oppo is going to be in the same boat, but last year's Oppo's announcement, uh, at least around the official release of Android 11, was that they were actually ready to release Android 11 for their devices with ColorOS 11. So there's potential ColorOS 12 announcement, and there's obviously Oxygen OS 12. Um, and then maybe we'll see also Xiaomi talking about some of their early betas available for the Chinese market. So there's going to be some announcements around that. OEMs within the last few years have been working very closely with Google. So Android 12, although maybe right now limited to Pixel, it's going to change next week. So IO is definitely going to see. And I would keep an eye, by the way, during the announcement or the keynote on all of the little logos that's going to show up on the board behind um, uh, Sanjay in there, because... Um, What's going to end up happening is those are the names of the companies that you're going to see there are going to be obviously making some type of an announcement around Android 12 very, very, very soon. Um, 
I see Rolando's in the chat. By the way, congrats, everybody. Congratulate Rolando. He picked up a uh, uh, his own duo after our conversation on Wednesday, and he actually got a nice pair of uh, uh, LG headphones with it as well. Dominic Wang is in there as well. Uh, Greg Aditya, thank you for joining. Uh, Akash uh, is in there as well. Uh, Sennheiser <laughs> sold it all. Audio. Oh, no, 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 no. That is not a good news. I... Okay, I did not hear that part. Sennheiser, the audio department, <laughs> Sennheiser is known for audio. To sell their audio department is, oh man. Um, Chris Lopez is obviously a OnePlus, uh, OnePlus fan. Hey TK, uh, Google changed uh, slots on how Android 11 works starting with the Pixel 4 XL. Yeah, no, definitely. It's it's a definite, it was a big change. And, and we've seen it with many devices. Um, I think the biggest difference that we also notice is that when you're upgrading from an Android, let's say you were running on it on an Android 10 device for some time, like the OnePlus 7 and the OnePlus 7T, and even the Pro, all started with Android. They were on Android 10 for the longest time. And then their updates to Android 11 with Oxygen OS 11 were a lot harder. Um, I can attest from at least from a family member here that does have an Android, uh, a OnePlus 11, sorry, say the OnePlus 7 Pro. Um, their update was not as clean and they still have a little bit of bugs here and there. Unfortunately, they don't want to go through the heart, heart process of backing up their data, uh, make sure, you know, uh, reset the device, make sure to install uh, and then reinstall the apps, not to migrate the data over to get a clean experience. But my hope essentially is that Android 12 will bring in a lot simpler transition from 11. So that's the main goal. Um, so there's so many things that are going on. And then to kick off all the other things that could potentially kind of screw things up a little bit, uh, there is some information or possible things on um, over, uh, I think I saw an article over on XCA's site uh, where it's basically saying that Apple may be crashing the party by announcing an AirPods 3 at the same time. Now, I'll say this. Great title, great approach to, uh, you know, trying to maybe look into certain information there. I don't personally think Apple will probably do it. And even if they did, it's not a big enough news for it to crash a major event for Google. It's almost like saying if if Google releases the, uh, the Pixel Buds update in the middle of Apple event, that's going to crash. It's not. Uh, the main thing that will probably end up happening if there are going to be announcement about the AirPods Pro, uh, 3 is that it will basically be a press release. There'll be some information going on on it and then people can start pre-ordering it. Uh, but Apple fans are going to be jumping in on this, not Google fans. So if you're watching Google I.O. from, from the sense of what's going on, that's going to be the biggest thing. Um, I'm hoping to hear some more information about Wear OS. There's obviously some more information talking about Samsung leaving Tizen going over to Wear OS. So for me, those are the developments I want to start seeing. I'm a big investment. Well, uh, I'm I'm a big fan of what TickWatch does with their TickWatch 3 Pro. Wear OS with Wear 4100 running on a watch with one gig of RAM and a larger battery is a solid performance. Solid four days of battery life with the dual display and the options turned on. So for me, those are things I enjoy. And to see Google focusing on Wear OS again, back like the way it was at the beginning, that in in entices me. Also because there's some leaks talking about a, Wear, uh, a new uh, Google uh, or a Pixel watch. Now, we haven't seen a Pixel Watch. We haven't seen them before. We've always seen, obviously, Wear OS run on other devices. And for the most part, most smartphones or most uh, watches are not running a custom skin like Tizen does it, or sorry, on uh, TickWatch. So what we were looking at right now is possibly another uh, leak of, an, of the watch making it this year. Could it be announced tomorrow, uh, next week? Unlikely, but more than likely, going to be hearing maybe some new development. And if we, if you, if you are part of Google I/O, which I will try to make the the coverage on that, um, 
your there is some sessions set up throughout throughout the different days where they are going to talk about what's new in Wear OS. So I'm definitely paying attention to that as well. Um, oh man, let me see here. Where is my mouse? Oops, that is not. It bugs me when I have my. Uh, so Joey's jumping in. Only Apple cult cares about that. A majority uh, of the planet doesn't care. No, it's exactly what it is. It, it's more than likely. I mean, so short answer is it, the. If there was going to be an announcement in middle in the middle of Google I/O, I think you know only people that have iPhones that would care mostly about it. Um, AirPods work uh, just as any other pair of your Bluetooth headphones on Android, and I feel like if you're going to pick up a pair of Bluetooth earphones, make sure you get a good one that works fully with your system, as opposed to using one from uh, from the Apple ecosystem over. Uh, but yes, oh Matt Tyler's in the chat. Hey man, hope you're doing well. Um, Every so uh, Greg's saying basically, you know, with uh, with Android 12, he gets a little bit of screen freezing every once in a while. Again, it's a developer preview, but from a comparison to what we've seen in the past, I think this is a lot of updates, a lot of things that we could potentially see uh, changing in there. Um, with how will I, oh, interesting here. Uh, so, um, um, um Actually, I'd say, uh, sorry, how will Apple Music Hi-Fi work with iPhone um, where it only supports AAC? So it's more than likely going to be introducing a new codec support. Um, the approach that what we've seen in the past is, is that the AAC at to a certain point has a certain level of support. So looseless audio, um, I think also Apple Music starting to be supporting looseless audio on Android. That's the other thing that is also coming up. Uh, more than likely is going to end up basically be more of a, I feel like it's going to be pointing into using higher end, uh, you know, hardware, maybe even using adapters. Uh, but the overall codec itself needs to be updated. So there has to be some improvements done on the AAC for them to change it. Uh, but they haven't been really actually talking a lot more about that. So we'll have to see what comes up there. Uh, what I do want to talk about, which uh, Chris was actually very nicely touching on, uh, the Zenfone 8 and the 8 Flip, uh, those were interesting devices. At first, the, the change in naming convention. Uh, we know that there was, in the past, we've done the 6, the 6 Pro, the 7, and the 7 Pro, and both typically have the flip camera. This year, they decided to change it. The Zenfone 8 and the 8 Flip are are different now, right? The uh, the, the flip is essentially the, uh, the one that we've seen in the past, the camera experience changing from the back to the front. Um, I like ASUS's approach to what they're offering us here. Uh, the experience kind of changes. I don't know why they're taking features out of the, the flip where essentially that's going to be their higher end model. Uh, but it looks like it's something that is slightly different than what they've been doing with their gaming side, which they've improved the hardware a lot. So I was hoping to see some things like that, some improvements in that experience. Um, I'm excited to see if there was a way of maybe for me to be able to kind of check it out. Um, on paper, the Flip is the one that I would probably want to be able to try more than the standard 8, mostly because I feel like that's where that that's the uniqueness of the Zenfone series has become within the last few years. The 8 is great, but for me, if I had the choice, I would probably jump into the flip, and that's going to be more than ones that actually a lot of people are going to pointing out to, or at least checking it out. Uh, but yeah, I um, actually have to say the same thing. The, the eight is uh, the eight flip is, is meh. The eight is good. It depends on what you're looking in and what you're trying to. Again, the, the Zenfone series is known for that flip, right? Um, it's also slightly bigger, so it depends on if you want a slightly larger display. So it's going to be one of those things, um, and it's more powerful. So yes, for sure. Uh, um, <laughs> um, thank you, thank you very much for uh, Matt Tyler for 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 the super chat. Oh man, that was that was out of nowhere. Uh, so thank you very much. Hashtag TKR Bay. Love you always, man, brother. Thank you very much. Uh, we we need to get back into some more gaming. And I've been working on my Apex Legend, and I 
I, I need help. Well, let's just say this much. Apex Legend is very different than Call of Duty. Uh, it's very different than Fortnite. I feel like it fits in right between. But the mechanics for me are still very different in the sense because the characters have abilities. This is the difference between, let's say, if you're playing Call of Duty, which is more uh, of a run and gun kind of situation, but you're you're limited by, you know, uh, certain uh, I would say rules of nature, right? Gravity and so much, so on. Um, also, everybody's human to uh, to a certain extent. <coughs> and what I mean about it, basically, the characters. Uh, Fortnite is very more uh, more of a cartoony based situation with a lot of building uh, aspect to it, but you're still somewhat bound to the same thing. You don't get to fly; you you're bouncing all over the place. Uh, Apex Legend brings in different things: abilities to shift, to morph, uh, the ability of flying, um, you know, rocket launchers, and so on. The ability being just the robot first to start with. So. Uh, Matt, we definitely need to have uh, a few sessions to kind of uh, rank up our, our, our characters. I'm assuming, uh, I'm hoping you're you're doing a lot better than me because uh, uh, we'll have to basically play together there. Um, so uh, here, Rinesh, I think it's more uh, it's more about the uh, audio codec that we currently have on most um, uh, Apple devices. So we'll have to actually see. I think if I'm not mistaken, here, let me see here. Uh, da, da, da. Apple. Oh, actually, you're right. You know, you're right. It is ALAC. Um, I think that's what they're calling it, despite supporting Apple's own hi-fi audio codec, which is essentially called uh, ALAC. So that's going to be basically the other system, not uh, AAC. So that's thank you for pointing that out, uh, Rinesh. I think I missed that one as well. Um, no, no, no. It's, uh, for so for Joe Hickey, welcome, <laughs> welcome to the chat, man. I, I realize I'm a little bit behind on this one. Uh, so the biggest thing going on with the Pixel Six, uh, Joe, is there's a few things going on. For the most part, next week is more than likely not going to be showing a lot of information about the Pixel 6, but the leaks that we've seen indicate a couple of things. Um, first, it's been confirmed by some some other sources. I'm going to name, obviously, Max posted over on his, uh, on his Twitter. But the biggest thing saying is uh, the design indicates a change. I think Google is changing. They're moving from... First, the new silicon, the Whitechapel silicon. Uh, it's indicating that it's going to be something that is more powerful than what we've seen in the past. So maybe a return to something closer to the 888, but not necessarily as uh, in the 7 Series uh, type of an experience. Uh, the lenses or the bump on the back indicates a, de a departure from the standard 12 megapixel sensors. And it's also going to be looking uh, like there's going to be different versions of the 6, not necessarily a 5A XL. So the rumors are indicating a 6 and a 6 Pro, although I feel like it's a 6 and a 6 XL. That's going to be uh, primarily the approach there. Because I feel like the company's throwing the word pro on a smartphone that has just a larger battery and maybe a larger display um, doesn't really make, make that a pro. That, to me, is more of an XL. That's a bigger device. You shouldn't call that a pro. Pro tools are pro tools. If you want to talk about a pro, there is a small, there, there's the, um, I think the Xperia Pro is a perfect embodiment of that. It's designed to be used by pros. So there's always going to be that. And so we didn't miss a lot of that, though, but... Uh, there is definitely going to be in there. Uh, Gary's in there. Good morning, Gary. Didn't get a chance to check that out there. Um, oh, dude. Okay, so quick, quick, quick little segue in there. Um, Matt's, so for Across the Podcast, if you guys missed that last week, obviously they didn't have a uh, show. Um, and then this week they're coming back and they're coming back actually big time. Uh, they're coming with concept creator Jermaine and of course, um, Roger. Uh, and they're going to have a big show. So hopefully that's going to come up. And um, somebody may be showing up. I, you know, somebody may be showing up on the show next week. 
let's just say i'll say that let's just say that uh and i do apologize for the uh for the mic bounce there hopefully it didn't make too much noise um always always there oh dude <laughs> fat produce is in the chat dominic dominic is in there as well uh and of course aditya always always oh thank you thank you very much uh for the super chat Aid mubarak oh of course i, I forgot to say that um, so today technically is the last day of Eid. Eid is a celebration at the end of Ramadan um, for people that you know fast are during Ramadan, and uh, the celebration actually goes for three days. So we started on Thursday, Friday, and today is Saturday. It is the last day. Um, so thank you very much, DTF, for the uh, for the super chat. They are always always appreciated. Uh, Hamza is in there. Eid Mubarak, Habibi, Alan, Alan. Um, uh, Jimmy Fire Dragon is saying, uh, what is your podcast called? So the podcast comes in two different forms. There is the video side of it, which is what we do now. And then there's the audio side of it. And it's actually called Saturday Morning with Tech. Uh, so essentially replacing for everybody that grew up with Saturday Morning cartoons, which I think I grew up with it. And a lot of us have. Um, I feel like Saturday mornings have always been an exciting thing for me, right? It's the end of the week, the end of the school week, the work week. You wake up, you have no responsibilities other than maybe just daily stuff to do. But then you always look forward to seeing those cartoons. And that's how I felt like. And we kind of started the show saying, calling it Saturday morning with tech, where there was a side of tech. Uh, so yeah, definitely. Uh, it's it's a nice little show that we have. Um, and the, the main benefit of the show is that it's a hangout with all friends and we get to talk and we get to kind of go through some of the questions. We go kind of a Q&A session, but it's also a lot of times covering some of the things going on or what's coming up in the near future. Um, so is this the podcast? So yes, uh, this is the one I run. So it's a video style podcast, but it does actually show up as audio. Uh, there's a link in the description below and it's always available. So if you'd like to subscribe and support the channel on most of the podcasting applications, you'll definitely be able to check that out. Um, I do tend to have a, a guests every once in a while and those also kind of transition there as well. Uh, let me see here. Dominic, is it uh, year seven? So, uh, oh, here. Uh, also, uh, TK, I, I love that T-shirt. Very <laughs> minimalistic. Uh, very nice to see a new look. So, yeah, yeah uh, very much. Uh, I, I, we, so, for Eid, we decided to give my son some uh, some money to be able to pick up some some toys uh, and just kind of enjoy the end of Ramadan and so on. Uh, and then we ended up going to a GameStop that sadly is closing. And we went in there, and I, I'm not going to lie, I ended up buying a whole bunch of stuff. Uh the the thing that i ended up basically picking up here that was very very cool for me is a dragon ball uh, it's a gift set obviously with the dragon radar dragon ball radar and a four star dragon ball so i got i got i got the geek out a little bit uh, and i actually got that one for like 7 bucks which was really great got this shirt for about 4 bucks couldn't really complain too much um and there was one more thing which i haven't had a chance to open uh, and it's going to be open very, very soon, is this little guy. And it's essentially a collector bundle that comes, obviously, with a lunchbox. It comes with a little tote uh, in there. Uh, there's a, a little squishy Nimbus, a poster, and a sticker, that's a regular uh, Dragon uh, Dragon Ball. And, of course, there's a so-on Dragon Ball four-star there. Uh, so, yeah, big. I like Dragon Ball. What can I say? Always, always, always good. And you guys could see right there, we have Goku sitting in the back, Super Saiyan level two. Um, so it's one of those, uh, it's always one of those nice things to see. Love the, <laughs> love the new design. The new Nexus 6P uh, silent, sen uh, oh, silent sensor, I can't wait. So the the design is very film. I call it the the Jordy uh, the Jordy look from uh, Star uh, Star Trek, mostly because of the way the visors kind of look like, or the bender look, if you want to kind of look with like visors. Um, 
so here, yeah, uh, Santosh ba uh, uh, Baskar is asking here, TK, what do you think of the Pixel 6? So let's let's jump in and see specifically what it is. Um, last year's, my thing with last year's Pixel devices wasn't the fact that we didn't get what we wanted from Google. We got exactly what we wanted. Uh, we got the fingerprint sensor sitting on the back, which is the main thing that we wanted to see. Uh, the difference with the new Pixel 6 that we're seeing, or at least with the leaks that we're seeing, is that it's no longer on the back, which more than likely means that it's actually going to go either under display, which more than likely is going to be the situation, or could potentially be going into it, the Project Soli thing. But then we look at the front-facing camera and we see that there is no notch, there is no area for those sensors. So more than likely, we're talking about in-display fingerprint sensor. I actually appreciate the, the, the quickness of fingerprint sensing on the back. We pick up our smartphones. It's sitting in the right spot. Uh, the only other place I would probably say that is a really good location for a fingerprint sensor is the way Samsung, or not Samsung, is the way, um, let me see, hold on if I have it. Yeah, yeah so it's, it's the side mountain fingerprint sensor. It sits in the same spot. It's that natural fingerprint positioning. Our thumb always sits on the side and our index always sits on the back. Fingerprint sensor where these two are present makes the experience very, very fast. Uh, I'm not trying to say that it's, you know in-display fingerprint sensors are not good, but that's a change that I feel like Google should have stayed with what they had last year. Um, I don't know if it's a hardware limitation. It's a, you know, you know what the, the, the drive behind it, um, but it doesn't look like we're going to get solely. Uh, and that to me is a little bit of a change. I was hoping for getting Project Soli back, uh, but I do want the uh, the the core processing, the uh, AR core processing that they had with the Pixel Four com coming back. So Whitechapel is going to bring a new approach to the Pixel Six. So that's the excitement part. I'm very excited to see what Whitechapel has to do. <coughs> that's one side. Um, the sizing, having going back to six and X, uh, six Pro or six XL, I think that's also a big change there. Are we seeing them jumping into the flagship experience? Are we seeing them going into uh, more of a, you know, going back into what we had with the Pixel 4 and 4XL as opposed to what they did? And I think they did a really good job at last year with the Pixel 5 and the 4A and the 4, uh, 5G. Uh, and, and that was essentially trying to tailor the experience to the price point. They went with a mid-range processor and they gave us a great experience with the Pixel 5. So that part, I'm I'm a little bit kind of leery because typically if we go above, that means pricing could go up. And those are things that I'm not 100% sure on yet. So Whitechapel hasn't been shown in any kind of demonstrations. We don't know the exact performances that we're able to get there. We know it's a collaboration between Google and Samsung. So to a, to a certain point, this is Google's approach to managing the Pixel hardware from start to end, all the way from the, from the software to the silicon. So that's something to be appreciative there. So all of these things are exciting me. These are things I'm like really looking forward to. Um, didn't seem like there was any conversation about a headphone jack coming back, so that's not going to probably happen. The fingerprint sensor stain, I think, is a big factor. We, if, if there is one thing we learned in 2020 and beginning of 2021 is that having something that only relies on face unlock is not going to cut it when we have to wear masks or anything to that effect. So keep in mind, I feel like those are going to be a lot of good improvements there. Android 12 doesn't feel like it's going to do to be this so much massive overhaul. There's aesthetical differences that we're talking about. There's for some reason this nice little more of a salmony color or like a light orange color kind of going on with the UI element. Uh, but I don't see a lot of things going on in there. Um, I appreciate that, Greg, uh, throwing <laughs> throwing in the uh, TK Hydrate. No, for sure. I'm able to hydrate finally. Uh, it's been four. It's been like four weeks or so that we haven't been able to do that. Um, those are the things I feel like there's a lot of things that we can talk about that are exciting. 
Having the Excel back into the standard model, I feel like it's the smart thing to do because we need a larger form factor. On the other hand, I think a lot of people appreciated the Pixel 5 being smaller. So that is a big win there. So with that being said, having it obviously going to be released with Android 12 is going to be built for that. I think it, there's a lot of things to be said about what's coming up with, with, with Pixel this year, at least with Google. Uh, the Pixel Watch and having another focus on Wear OS, having Samsung go back to Wear OS as opposed to having to stick with Tizen, that's also another big push. So this could actually be a very big year for Android uh, and Wear OS when it comes down to mobile devices as well as, uh, you know, basically just smartphone, uh, sorry, sm uh, smartwatches uh, as a whole. The big thing that's going to be looming in the background, which we really need to start paying attention to, is that chip shortage that we're seeing on the market that's starting to creep up. So what does that mean for us? What does that mean for devices that haven't been announced, haven't been made yet? The question about it is there are things in there right now or there are there are factories of cars that are waiting for chips to be manufacturers. There's going to be a shortage that's going to hit us at the end of the year. Already we see that with the GPUs and the CPU market and I'm not going to lie. I've been on the, the new X shuffle on a daily basis, trying myself, trying my way to pick up a new CPU to fix some concerns that I'm having. Uh, but it's also because I'm also trying to build up a second system, uh, one system more specifically for my son uh, to kind of get him into gaming a little bit. With the summer coming up, and I know, you know he loves playing games, I want to graduate him from Fortnite Mobile to Fortnite PC and experience give him access to that faster refresh rate, the larger displays, the better experience. And I feel like that will help him kind of uh, push to the next level and maybe have him run uh, the uh, the Twitch channel for the most part. I'd actually love to be able to get him to just basically stream on Twitch exclusively for that uh, on, on our side. So just keeping that kind of going on. Um, I would, so yeah, uh, <laughs> I like the, yeah, I'm absolutely with you. I would buy an XL version of the Pixel 5 in an instance. And I think a lot of us wanted to see a Pixel 5 XL. That was the intention for last year. But I think the 4A XL did the job to a certain point. I mean, you have to keep in mind the materials, the design. There's no wireless charging. Uh, there's also no IP rating. So you got a certain kind of a tailored experience. But here, if we go 6 and 6 XL, it's going to be the exact same situation. This is why I don't really think the Pro is the title to put into this title. I feel like Pro Google using the title Pro needs to make more sense and make it more of a functional Pro experience. Um, our low priority uh, on the semiconductor. <laughs> um, Earl Owens is saying that uh, cars are low priority. Believe it or not, uh, so it seems to be also at this GPUs in the same boat. They're not making enough. Uh, or if they're not making enough, they're controlling the supply of these hardwares. And I think to a certain point, it's not just that the cars are not priority, Earl. It's more about the fact that cars are needing more, uh, more processors and more semiconductors in them. And the fact, a perfect example would be basically with the Tesla, obviously with my Model 3. This car is literally a computer. It's more like if you really had to kind of explain it, it's it's a it's a computer on a in a car that runs off of a massive battery that has wheels. But essentially, it's kind of like a smartphone. You charge it every few days. You use it. You get the mileage out of it. Uh, obviously, battery life is great. Screen on time is going to be absolutely fantastic. But it is similar to that experience. But those are things that we need to start being aware of. Everything that we buy has somewhat of a semiconductor or a piece or hardware. And the Internet of Things or the IoT revolution that we started a few years ago made it so that even things that we typically don't think of as smart devices like light bulbs uh, or even basically light stands or anything like anything that connects to the Internet and suddenly has a Wi-Fi chip built into it 
has more processors, has more conductors in them. So those are things that we need to be understanding of. It isn't that it's, you know, they're, they're using an Atom or an Intel processor. Uh, although I will say this much, my number one beef with a, with a Model 3 or a, uh, a Tesla right now is the, it's the choice of the processor they decided to use in their Tesla for their infotainment system. It is the slowest, slowest processor on the market to date. I say that because I have never taken about 35 seconds to open up YouTube. 35 seconds to open up the YouTube app, which essentially is a full screen window of a browser that's already natively built into the uh, to the operating system on the Tesla. So that's just a thing to kind of talk about. But when we look at it and we start looking at the fact that Google's starting to compete in this market, they're focusing on bringing us a better experience. So kind of let's circle back to the Pixel 6 and the 6 Pro. Um, and I also kind of want to talk about the Pixel 5a, which we've most more than like I think uh, we'll be seeing next week, is the effect of what we're going to see there is an improvement over the 4a. First, we're going to see the second sensor. At least some of the information that we've seen indicates a second sensor on the 5a. Um, there is a good chance that price is going to go a little bit higher than 350. So last year this sold for 350 bucks at launch, and it was almost impossible to find. Uh, the biggest thing about that is the fact that it obviously it was just at the time was so inexpensive and such a good experience for what Google can offer. So the 5A, uh, <laughs> Elon Musk says he can play. Uh, I, you know what? Uh, I, I would love to be able to try to play that. No, not even, <laughs> unless, unless we're playing it through GeForce Now on a web browser, uh, which I don't think it supports the native browser. Uh, it'll be very interesting to be able to try to play. I can only imagine, I can say this much, the sound system in the car is absolutely great. Um, and, I, and, and it's just, it's one of those things you have to kind of uh, see things in reality. The system, the infotainment system, is really not in intended for any kind of heavy-duty gaming. The gaming, the games that we have built into Tesla are very much past time-passing games. They are not, uh, you know, very long, invested time of experience kind of thing. So the short answer is, uh, if you want to really play games, bring your laptop with you and bring some kind of a desk accessory for your uh, for your for your uh, uh, steering wheel. That's about the only way for you to be able to play any decent games on there. Uh, but it is very, very, very nice uh, as well. Uh, <laughs> let me do. Uh, if anyone hasn't, uh, uh, if haven't, haven't, haven't gone to check uh, Juan's channel out, subscribe and share his community. Of course, uh, SGGQA, some uh, some some Juan guy, some uh, some gadget guy uh, on Mondays. He's a big, big, big supporter of the channel, big friend, obviously. And I cannot wait to be able to hang out with that guy again. Um, the the requirements for uh for hanging out and family members and so on has changed here in the US for us a little bit. I'm still a little bit kind of cautious, but definitely, you know, with he and I both being uh, you know, fully fully covered at this point, uh hopefully we'll be able to see each other and hang out again uh with each other. Uh Dominic is jumping back here. Tesla is a very popular uh, or is popular in uh in America and in China, but not in Europe. To be honest, other cars have a lot have a lot of chips as well. There's a lot of other safety systems uh, like traction control and ABS. Absolutely. Not only that, uh, the automatic steering, uh, not automatic, autopilot uh, steering, uh, the automatic uh, crash detections that are built in there, as you mentioned with the ABS and, and, uh, and the traction control, a lot of things there have been around for a while. 
it's more about the fact that the factories are requesting more. So there is a demand on the factories that are creating those semiconductors that's affecting the demand. It's That's the shortage. It's also the minerals, the, the materials that they use to make these uh, these chips are also not necessarily sitting. It's not like they have like they're sitting and there's this endless supply. Those are main things that I think why we've seen the Snapdragon 870 and the Snapdragon 860 make a resurgence or make a uh, make a uh, a presence in this year. Um, speaking of Juan, since we were talking about him just a second ago, uh, he just put out a video on the Black Shark 4, which here's the weird, really big weird thing. Okay, if we take the the triggers out, if we take the fact that obviously it has a slightly different design. Last year's Black Shark 3, which ran the brand uh, the Snapdragon 865, is technically running a similar hardware set that uh, for the C, for the SOC to the brand new Black Shark 4 because they're running the Snapdragon 870 which is an overclocked version of the 865 so there is a series i mean i think companies are starting to realize this and they're utilizing the chipsets that are already built on the existing architecture that may have a more of a, a supply uh, su- no don't have as much of a supply issue let's say that but the 860, the 870 wouldn't have existed if it wasn't for that. Uh, the 7 Series, we're seeing some announcements again with uh, you know new new chipsets. The 780 came out, but not very much. A lot of devices are using it. Last year, the 765, we saw a lot more. So there is some changes. We need to be aware of that. The latter, the latter part of 2021 is going to be interesting, uh, for sure. But the fact is, uh, <laughs> Matt, some some Juan guy, I. I, the moment I said that, I regretted it. <laughs> yeah, I, I love you guys. Never let me. You never let me kind of skip through. Um, we'll put a Whitechapel SOC in a Pixel A series. Uh, more than likely, no. I think the the Whitechapel for the most part is going to be reserved to the Pixel Six. I think that's if if there's any announcements of in, or any indication that Whitechapel is ready for next week, uh, haven't been really indicated in there. So more than likely, we're going to see similar to what we saw with the Pixel Five A. It's probably going to be more of a six series processor, and that's going to basically run what we get with the Five A. And maybe even at best, maybe a seven series. Although I don't see them jumping into that level. Maybe a seven thirty. Again, depending on the model, the 730 is pretty powerful. Last year, they had could have potentially gone with the 720, uh, but they did go with the 765, which again, I feel like is more of a what the mid-rangers offer. But to keep the price down, they need to stick to that. And I feel like the Pixel 6 and 6 Pro slash XL will be the one that runs with the Whitechapel situation. Um, Earl Owens says that semiconductor suppliers uh, want to go to the uh, to other industries outside of automotive, um, and the reason is because of automotive is a lower margin outlet for them versus the electronics company, uh, and it, that kind of makes sense to a certain point if you think about it. They have much bigger deals with automotive department uh, or automotive companies where they're able to basically negotiate pricing down, and they've also had a much more co- a recurring relationship with them. Electronics and new technologies are typically more hidden, kind of like you do a massive hit and you buy and then you move and you move and move and move and you change the generational uh, approach. Uh, but the overall uh, inch, the, the overall thing that we need to be aware of is that on a yearly basis, we keep flipping technologies. We are increasing technologies. Companies are coming up with more devices. There's more smartphones. Uh, the first half of the year hasn't even been done. And if we had, if we just had to use, not that, not that I'm bragging on, on, on Xiaomi, but Xiaomi's released a lot of smartphones in literally not even half the year. The first quarter, maybe quarter and a half. Think about that. Think about that that level of, uh, of, of release. And also in Asian uh, market, as outside of the US and as well as European market, they release a lot more phones. Um, Xiaomi released the 11X and the 11X Pro in India, which is an additional two devices that didn't even make it to the international market for 
their devices. So just think of that. A lot of these smartphones need uh, hardware, and those are things going to be. Well, I can tell you this much from some of the things I'm basically concerned is also smartwatches. Smartwatches are are picking up. There's a lot more in demand for them. Uh, true wireless headphones are available in almost every shape and size. Um, on a weekly basis, I get an email, at least one to two emails, asking me about a new pair of true wireless headphones. Again, that's a lot of hardware that needs to be done. I'm not saying it's going to make it so that there is nothing. It's more the fact that I think it's going to impact us on the sense is availability of hardware or maybe the late of availability of hardware, but also it's going to affect us on the price because of the demand there increases the price. It's when there's not enough supply to meet the demand. That's what increases pricing. And that typically what happens in, let's say, I mean, I mean the, the homing, the, uh, sorry, the real estate market, um, hardware with GPUs. I mean, I'm trying to get a, G a GPU at 3080 so I can give my 2080 to, uh, to my son for his uh, for the new rig that we're trying to build up. I can't find it for under double the price. It's just ridiculously expensive. It's an $800 GPU, right? Not that I mean, not to say that that's cheap, but even at the 800 price point, it's hard. It's almost impossible to find it uh, unless you're willing to pay three thousand dollars for an eight hundred dollar processor. And, and I don't I don't feel like that. That makes sense. I understand that scalpers are uh, are a thing. I don't necessarily feel like I needed that bad that I needed to pay that much of a premium for it. And that's a big thing for me. Uh, PlayStations, Xboxes and so on. Those are things also depending on the, the time of the year. None of these things are needed for us to live. None of these things are needed for us to produce things or for me to continue producing content for YouTube. So for me to be able to find it, it's a nice to get. I will go through the waiting period and try different outlets and so on. Uh, but at the end of the day, if I get it now or if I get it in six months, I'll get it at some point. Uh, hopefully I still want it at that point, uh, but we'll have to see how it goes. Uh, let me see how we're doing here. I think I'm pretty, what is it? The 11. Oh, actually, you know what? I'm not doing too bad. Uh, I don't pay scalpers. Davin Davis hashtag. I don't think I am with you. Uh, it's, it just doesn't make sense. I realize there are some people that don't care and maybe they're just sitting on tons of money or something, but it still doesn't make sense because at the end of the day, you're supporting the black. So uh, the, the scalpers are, are, are just normal, you know, just be people that were lucky enough to get it. At the end of the day, that's just something that I feel like if you're willing to buy it to just basically resell it, and we've seen this with obviously consoles and so on, uh, I just don't feel like it makes sense to me. It, it's it's not something I, I, if I bought it and I want to sell it again, that's not the purpose of what I'm trying to do. I would probably just want to get my money back so that I can move on to the next thing. So it's kind of like a trade-in option. Uh, the 2080 is still a quite capable uh, process, you know, uh, GPU, and it's been running the channel for some time. Uh, finally got my motherboard back, the uh, the one that uh, ended up bonking on me three weeks ago. And so that's the kind of like the direction that I decided to go with. I have an 1800X that I have from an older, older rig that I have set up. I have some RAM there. I have some extra hard drives and I have a case. So all of these things put together, I just need now a CPU, not the CPU, the GPU and a cooler for the CPU, the 1800X. And I think I'm pretty much ready to set up the system. It's a, it's a decent system and 1800X is actually quite probable. Well, I feel like it's a strong enough of a processor for what he would need. And if I am able to upgrade in the future, I can always make that into the stepping option, right? So where my current rig ended up becomes my son's and he can continue doing his thing because for gaming, I feel like it's still should be fine uh but again so it's more of a um it's kind of like domino piece placement and, and things in there as well um let me see here uh joseph's jumping in with uh tk could you try specialized p uh, could you try a specialized pc or a workstation built company um at a lower level uh you would get a, a gaming a gaming level pc uh but for most importantly that it will have the components for the for msrp price 
So I thought about that. Um, there is a company that at least I've worked with in the past, which coincidentally the PC that I'm harvesting the case from for uh, from is uh, made by the company called iBuyPower. Not as not affiliated with the channel, not not even sponsored. It's just I decided at one year to buy a PC from them. Um, I've gone to their site and I've tried putting in uh, information, but uh, my requests, but they actually have inflated pricing for their hardware. So they're no longer trying to give you things at MSRP. Uh, the the GPU that they had in there with for the 38 for the 3080 was selling for 1500 bucks. And that was the price of the GPU add on that they had on top of the delay. So they're able to get hardware. That is one way of looking at it. Uh, but the, the biggest thing that I found with them is essentially that they're they are still marking it up. Newegg is selling hardware. And again, they are retail. They're selling them at retail pricing. Uh, their retail pricing are also marked up. So sellers are raising, raising their pricing and hardware manufacturers or even component uh, companies are also increasing them. Now, it's not scalper level raising prices. So I'm talking about, again, um, you know, 1500 bucks is about maybe almost double the price or 1200 bucks for the CPU, for the GPU. Uh, and it's not like 2000 or whatever. And, but then when you factor the fact that you have to buy a whole system and even at the bare minimum, if you go with the like lowest processor, uh, lowest processor, cause you can't just buy the case with the GPU, right? You need a motherboard, you have GPU, you have to have a CPU, GPU, all that whole combo. Um, the cheapest, uh, when you add the GPU, like a 3080, or even if you add in, let's say a 5900X or something like that. Uh, it still goes into the three to four thousand, so it's not realistic. Um, it, it's 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 rigged in a certain way where it doesn't benefit, because otherwise, I think most people would have done the exact same situation. Uh, but I appreciate your uh, your approach there, because that was something I, I was bouncing on for a while as well. Ah, um, oh, dude, Jermaine and Roger are going to be really really cool tomorrow for sure. Uh, Dominic Juan, true JIT is an issue as well. Yes, no, no, for sure. Uh, Oh, uh, Saad Benanis uh, is saying it's the Xiaomi Redmi 9 series feels like uh, a never ending reel. Uh, yes, it's the series that keeps on giving. That's the best way to say it. Uh, Xiaomi and Redmi, the line of Xiaomi devices are definitely uh, going many, many different places. But again, in the US, at least from the ones that I've had a chance to use, um, I can tell you right now that I haven't uh, seen all of the series of the Redmi series, but they do release quite a few. And don't forget, there's still the Poco series. I mean, the Poco already released, I want to say, two devices. I mean, two or maybe three devices already. So there's a lot to be said. Uh, sorry. Got to hit that mark uh, with the watering, uh, with the hydration. Um, so... Uh, uh, Mackie Mackie saying here, uh, the higher prices are almost like, uh, uh, sorry, uh, charging some sort of uh, interest it, to a certain point. Yes. But I think it's because they're realizing that they can charge more, right? It, this is the, the biggest problem when it comes down to uh, buying hardware. Uh, smartphones don't typically go through this because, you know, typically with smartphones, um, Actually, I take that back. Smartphones do go through this, especially with initial releases of smartphones uh, and hot smartphones that maybe are released in smaller quantities. Uh, but we don't really see as much because typically now with the amount of smartphones that we have on the market, there isn't really this the anticipation of it. GPUs are in a very different boat. There primarily is two major GPUs manufacturers, AMD and NVIDIA. And those GPUs are primarily intended for gamers or enthusiasts. A general user that just generally wants to use a PC that you know to check email and so on and pr do productivity office related stuff don't need a 2080 Ti. They don't need a 3080 Ti to be able to play 4K at 120 frames per second. Um, 
They don't need, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> a water cooling system and a whole bunch of different things. Those are obviously enthusiasts and nice to have features. Um, for me, the biggest thing about trying to go through with what, what I'm trying to do is uh, augmenting something and giving my son a good start. But it also because I've had some issues with the existing hardware that I had. Uh, the gaming motherboard that came back is a nice motherboard and it works really nicely and they were able to get the, get it uh, fixed with the, with the BIOS. So that's something I could not have done on my own, but it took three weeks for them to do it and to get it back to me. That's three weeks that I could not have waited. I had to pick up another motherboard. And now that I have two motherboards, what do I do? I mean, when you have when you upgrade over time, you need to kind of figure things out. So uh, for me, as a start, it's a good way. The fact that they're charging so much money for it, I, I, don't, I don't have a way of seeing a, a benefit um, other than that, that they're basically obviously going with the supply and demand. If there's more demand than supply, then they're going to go for it. Um, although there are some rumors talking about the fact that by the end of the year, by maybe end of Q3 of 2021, that the demand for GPUs is going to uh, regulate, mostly because of the way cryptocurrency is going to be going, especially with Bitcoin mining, the approach to uh, how they're going to be appro uh, approaching it, and the GPUs are not going to play as big of a factor as anymore, the, the stronger GPUs as they've done in the past. That could potentially be also a game changer for us, for enthusiasts, because for me, I'm buying those purely because I need them, because I want to use them. I'm not buying them to resell. So that's something to basically uh, definitely check in there as well. Uh, I see Jermaine is in there. Um, Joey said, I'm, uh, I'm sad that Huawei isn't part of any conversation due to the U.S. Uh, ban right now. I miss how awesome their uh, their cameras are. Loved my Mate 20X, the, uh, the P30 Pro. Uh, I'm really missing their uh, their night mode. It's a it's a very interesting. So they're still developing, obviously. You know, the P40 Pro. Uh, there's going to be the there's going to be more announcement coming up in the near future going on with them. They're not totally out of the conversation. They're just not being able to compete in that same realm. Um, I pushed out a video I want to say a couple of weeks ago um, on. Uh, let me see here real quick. Uh, I pushed out I think a couple of weeks ago a video on the uh, the studios, the Freebud Studios. They're a great pair of headphones. Uh, they are very nice. They even work very specifically with Huawei devices to provide us something that is higher than SBC for the audio codec level experience there. Uh, but those are things, again, uh, very much limited at this point. Uh, Honor has made a big change into what they're able to do with their with their partnership uh, and, of course, separation from Huawei. Uh, we heard that they're going to be coming up with a Snapdragon 8080 device. They're starting to use uh, MediaTek with the Dimensity 1000 um, on their devices. So that could be the potential possibility of, of, a, of a fix. Maybe Huawei could potentially also sell off their mobile department and allow them to be more autonomous and be their own brand. And that could bring back the conversation of what we've had in the past, the, the Huawei mobile uh, part of that company. So we'll have to see how that kind of goes through. Uh, let me see here. Uh, just here. Uh, oh, Stranger, uh, Strange 2X is saying, hey, TK, I'm using the iPhone 11, and when I ran a couple of benchmarks, it's scoring very low, but the phone feels smooth at all uh, in the latest updates. Please, please check that. So um, benchmarks, when it comes to iPhones, are not very conducive into what you really use on a daily basis. You're, the elements that you're referring to, uh, the UI elements, the smoothness of everything in there, and that's purely because that's how the system was built. It was designed to work with the hardware that you have. Remember, processor, RAM, system, everything is designed by the same company. So you're not going to get any issues there. The benchmarks are purely synthetic, pushing the limit of the processor to a certain point on a specific process. And that process doesn't necessarily replicate everyday usage. So I wouldn't worry too much. My my approach to this would say is um, the iPhone 11 is literally one generation behind. So that's the A13 as opposed to the, I think it's like the A12 as opposed to the A4, uh, A13. 
Uh, and the biggest difference that you're going to be getting there is essentially just a generational difference with computation, but overall performance should still be very powerful. I decided to skip the 12. I decided on the keep on the 11 Pro Max, mostly because I felt like there wasn't really a big difference with the 12. So where you are with, with the 11 is quite, quite possibly one of the better options as well. Um, uh, so uh, BET or Bet is saying is uh, Poco F3 is coming to Egypt, coming to Masa. Uh, that is absolutely great. Uh, Poco and Xiaomi coming into the Middle East is really, really good. Um, and I didn't realize also the big thing that Infinix, the, the video that I pushed out for you guys a couple of days ago, uh, this guy, the Infinix Note 10 Pro, uh, Infinix actually has a big presence in the Middle East, which I wasn't really even aware. And that this is their first forte into the US market. Uh, so for sure, um, uh, hey man, how you doing? Uh, so definitely exciting to see uh, Poco making their approach, and the F3 is definitely very, very nice. Um, Mace Mace is here. Is a TK uh, hope Ramadan was uh, is always a blessing, of course, uh, for you and the family. Happy Eid Mubarak, uh, TK. If you get a chance, sometimes, uh, what products are you using uh, for uh, for the? <laughs> Let's do that. Actually, let's do let's do this one. So Mace Mace is, uh, I love how he hit me with the one-two punch. Um, so first things, I'll say this: uh, beard beard care, and you know any kind of beard care. Whenever you're growing a beard or you're taking care of a beard, there's a few things you need. Uh, beard oil is the first thing. Beard balm is the other option, and then you can go with uh, basically if you want to go with pomade or anything like that. That's more of a cosmetic because that's more of a shaping and design. So from a brand product that I, I always use, if you're growing the beard, that's the beginning early stages, always use or buy something called a beard oil. It's not regular oil. It's intended specifically for beard. And you massage it into the beard and it allows you to actually have a less less of a complication when the first hair starts to grow up because you'll have a little bit of ingrown hairs or they're curling in a different way. Once you go through that, that becomes more of just the maintenance to the skin. Um, so there's those, though typically I use them uh, basically, you know, the, I alternate between the two, the beard oil every other day, uh, beard balm is mostly intended for whenever I want to basically, if the beard just is not behaving right, uh, I need to basically shape it. That's where the beard, uh, beard balm comes in. Uh, the other things I also recommend is uh, the ability to basically just uh, not necessarily straightening it, but you definitely blow dry the hair when you're fixing your beard. Uh, and as time goes on, when you're shaping it, trim it to the level that you want and understand that there is different levels of the trimming. So for me, uh, maintenance is pretty much basically beard oil, beard balm. Obviously, you know, you wash it, you shower it, getting a beard shampoo specifically made for it. That's another thing. Don't use regular, your regular shampoos don't necessarily work really well with the beard, especially with the oils. You want it to actually stay very nice and healthy. Um, but other than that, I think it's pretty much just trimming and taking care of it. Uh, and of course, I usually just blow dry it straight. Uh, when you know when you come out of the shower, you usually just like very sideways. Uh, and then, of course, you just straighten it down and then you take care of it on a daily basis. It's It becomes normal. Let's just say this. Uh, for me, I don't have to deal with taking care of this section other than shaving it. Uh, so this is literally all the hair I ended up having to basically uh, make sure that it looks right. So hopefully that, that gets it in there. Uh, but I appreciate the question always. Um, Right. So, uh, okay. So, uh, <laughs> uh, go through, uh, hopefully I'm saying that, uh, go, ah, okay. Uh, Milente, hopefully I'm saying that right. The other part, I can't really, say. uh, I'll say this much. Um, <laughs> I can't really talk about my daily driver right now. I can, I wish I can. I, I really wish I can. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm playing with a couple of phones. 
So I'm, I'm, I'm not going to make it sound like it's one. I'm playing with a couple of phones that I can't really share too much on. Um, I can tell you this much that I've been using the Mi 11 Ultra a lot more than I thought it was going to be using it. Uh, and of course, I was running that. Uh, and I've been playing around a little bit more with Pixels, uh, specifically the Pixel 4a right now in the last couple of days, just to kind of get uh, make sure that it's running the latest version of Android 12, making it ready for next week. Uh, but I, I, I switched so many things. Um, realistically, in the near future, you guys will be hearing at least about one of the two hopefully within the next few days. I, I, I'll say that. I don't want to say too much because I feel like I'm going to actually open up my mouth and say something that I'm, that's going to try, that's going to cause me some questions later on. Oh, dude, absolutely. Dominic Wong, thank you. Thank you very much, very, very much. Uh, so Dominic Wong with the Super Chat, thank you very much. TK, hardware uh, unboxed, who's, uh, who showed the AMD 6000 series, is better for older CPUs. Uh, there's there's more suppliers with the 6800 XT uh, as well as the 6900 XT. I think you should uh, try to go with the 6800. So I considered going in with uh, an AMD GPU as opposed to an NVIDIA GPU. Uh, the biggest thing for me, I think for uh, for the for the for the performance that I look for is the performance for rendering. Right, gaming for me is a big part, but if I had to kind of scale it to, to put in in a point of reference for 100% with workload that I do. Gaming takes about maybe 35 to 40% of my time. 60% of my time is content cons uh, creation, rendering, producing, uh, and I primarily work in After Effects. I work in Adobe Premiere, Adobe Photoshop, and of course, uh, Adobe Auditions. I'm very much invested in the Adobe suite right now. With that being understood, NVIDIA and Adobe have a much tighter integration right now than in AMD and Adobe. You are able to perform and use better, but it, the, the workload being heavily focused on GPU performance, the 6800X, and I think when I was looking at the 6900X um, on, uh, I think some of the benchmark performance uh, areas, uh, the, the performance is actually very comparable and you're right. You're able to find them much more uh, much more frequently because I think they're more, they're less used for cryptocurrency. Let's just say that. They're more used for gaming and, and you know for workstations. Uh, so I, it's still a little bit of a toss up for me on, uh, on the on that. I think if I wasn't mistaken, I think the shuffle today, not today, yesterday's shuffle. I, no, take that back, step back. Today's shuffle on Newegg had the 6800 and the 6900 XT. But with my luck, I'm probably not going to win anything. I did put in for a lot of different things, so we'll have to see. I am considering that one as well. So uh, I'll, it's 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 hard. It's hard to kind of keep it keep in, keep looking for for hardware. And, and having to actually ping everything under the sun just to kind of get a little bit of improvement. Uh, like I said, because at the end of the day, my goal is to give Omar a good starting chance. And I feel like gaming on a GPU is going to be the best. So if I give him, even if it's an 1800X, but it, when when I give him a 2080, uh, 2080 with it, it's going to give him a lot more power running there as well. <sighs> uh, oh, dude, Gary, the fireman. TK's daily driver is a Tesla. You know it, man. Daily. Great screen on time, great signal, um, definitely goes a long way. Um, you're able to charge it pretty quickly. You can actually charge it very fast, you know, from uh, basically maybe almost like 10% to 80 to 90% in about 35 minutes. So talk about supercharging your uh, your your Tesla right there. So I am definitely with you there. Uh, it, it's hard how I really see my car like a smartphone because that's how I feel like this, this car is really intending to be. Um, but the other thing that's going on with us right now, at least in the U.S., we've seen a really big spike in, in gas pricing, uh, especially in the U.S. And we've crossed over five dollars, I think not five dollars, four dollars uh, a gallon here in the uh, at least where I am. 
uh, in Los Angeles area. So it's becoming much more um, conducive now to have an electric car that I can charge a much cheaper price point and still be able to do what I need. So for all around uh, benefit, yes, the Tesla is performing very, very nicely and uh, it will be uh, it will be Team TK. Uh, I am working on trying to get a, a custom license plate for it very soon, hopefully. Let me see here. Hopefully I'm seeing, uh... TK, just sell, uh, just sell one of the motherboards and keep the one you like. So I only have two motherboards that I'm able to use. So there's the X470 and the X570. The 570 is the one I have here. If I end up getting one of the combos I was on uh, with the shuffle that ends up may, may include a motherboard, I may end up just selling that one. That'll be the one I ended up selling. So if I'm able to get something off of, uh, of Newegg shuffle, which I feel like is my only chance realistically right now without me going crazy, it, it is slightly, it's closer to stock pricing or retail pricing than it, than some of the other options we've seen there before. Uh, I feel like HMD Goldwyn given up on flagships for now. I think HMD is pretty much focusing on trying to be consistent and just releasing more devices. Nokia devices are are not trying to be flagship. They're trying to be, they're trying to just stick to their brand realistically. I think they just need to focus on their software approach, their hardware approach, and then maybe perfecting or at least improving the quality of the products that they're putting out. I feel like that's the biggest thing for me. Uh, we still don't have any information on about what's going to be happening with LG. You know, they're shut down of their uh, mobile uh, business. We don't know who's going to pick it up. Is this, uh, you know, and maybe continue uh, the LG brand, or if this is just basically going to be the end of it. Uh, so we'll have to see how that kind of goes in. Um, so Pennsylvania is up to three dollars and fifteen cents. So yeah, and and I say that with the understanding it's California historically or typically we are more expensive because of certain blends and certain requirements and taxes and, and incentives and stuff like that not incentives but taxes essentially that are added to our ta to our gas to our gas uh, but we were running for about like three dollars and fifty cents for the longest time and now we're over four dollars and keep going it keeps going up for some reason uh, the biggest, the not some reason, the biggest concern essentially is the higher demand that's going on on the East Coast because of the issues with the pipeline. And that's been causing just uncertainty all across the board, which causes everybody to go up. It's gas prices are this thing that just needs a breeze of wind to go to to, to just flame on kind of thing uh, where it had nothing to do with what what's going on on the East Coast. But then everybody has to pay extra for it because, you know, uncertainties on one part of the country. So we'll have to see. Uh, let me see here. Da, da, da. Uh, uh, Chemi's jumping in. TK, I need a, I, I need an old phone uh, to be uh, to be the thing uh, for the uh, for unlocking the uh, <laughs> the LG business. Uh, yes, I think Chemi's challenge. Chemi's still going through that challenge. I thought I wasn't sure if you you already had picked up a, uh, one of those older devices or not yet, but it's one of those uh, weird weird things in there. Uh, George Brown is jumping in saying, I am, I am waiting for the Xperia. Dude, I am with you on that. Um, the Xperia 1 Mach 2 has had such a revolutionary experience. Like seriously, from the day it was announced to the day we saw it, we had a chance to play with it a little bit before announced, before launch. Um, and I say we, I mean, Juan Carlos and myself, um, to the day it was available and even after android 11 came out there were so many things that we loved about it i think truly the biggest thing that i'm really anticipating this year right now at least for the rest of the year and i'm not talking foldables because i feel like they're going to have their own splash but they're really again more niche when it comes down to, to smartphones where it comes to lg leaving the space of mobile sony is literally the biggest player that is still in the game that is still giving us what we're asking for I mean, we're talking specifically the, the requested hardware that we want, right? The, the Xperia 1 Mach 2, triple camera sensors, very nice. Headphone jack, 
very very nice stereo speakers very nice wireless charging 4k oled panel 60 frames per second the 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 the, the new hardware that we're looking into right now is so improving on that we're talking brand new snapdragon 888 finally we have 5g uh, the ability of going 4k 120 frames per second on the sensor uh, to shoot video but also on the display is going to change the way we look at smartphones i feel like the xperia 5 mach 3 is also jumping in with a lot of improvements but again the one mach 3 is going to be crazy good i'm hoping i'm really hoping the pricing doesn't go and make it so unattainable but at the end of the day you are paying for those luxuries and for those features that sony values and is keeping into their smartphones so from what we've seen from what we, we have the xperia 1 mach 3 is looking to be an absolute beast uh, and it's going to basically be released hopefully in the next couple of months again they said summer summer's gonna is almost at, around the corner and i can't wait to start seeing what we get there we've seen some videos i've seen some some stuff online obviously some things in there but you have to try it you have to compare it um, I've gone through Xperia 1, Xperia 1 Mark 2, Xperia 5, Xperia 5 Mark 2, and now I'm really looking forward to seeing what the Xperia 1 Mark 3 does. So definitely looking forward to that and wanting to see how things go in there as well. Uh, so here, uh, so Saad Benanis saying is, I highly recommend you checking out uh, Walton Avian's uh, WS. Okay, so it's an AMD Ryzen uh, 5 3600. So I'm running, just for reference, by the way, I'm running currently at 3900X. Uh, but it is running 8 gigs of DDR4, 3200 uh, megahertz, which is actually pretty decent, 256 NVMe SATA, so that's going to be your primary drive, 1 terabyte standard spinning drive, uh, NVIDIA GeForce, uh, NVIDIA GTX 1650 with 4 gigs of RAM, uh, priced right around 6700 uh, which is not a bad idea, 750 bucks. That's that's actually a really good deal. It's a 3600 Actually, Wow, that is actually very nice. Uh, I, I'm totally with you, man. I, I, I like it. I'm, I'm glad I posted it on the, uh, on the chat here. I'll be able to jump back into it and check it out. Let me see. Let me see. Um, yeah, see Gary, Gary's it as well. Yeah. So, uh, um, NYC, uh, $4 a gallon. We're jumping in there. Um, let me see here. Hey TK, can you run one Geekbench five, um, on the back, on the background? <laughs> Hold on. Can you run Geekbench 5 or can you make Geekbench 5 run in the background? Am I getting that correctly? Uh, Strange uh, Strange 2X, is he, are you trying to see if you're able to run that application in the background as opposed to having it in the foreground? Or, or maybe I'm not getting it. Uh, maybe I don't know if maybe you want to rethrow that question one more time. Sorry, I'm not getting, I'm not sure what you mean. Uh, the other announcement of the week, HTC Vive. So I saw some, some headlines talking about that one. I didn't really get a chance to deep dive into what's going to be uh, happening or what's some of the information coming out around that. Uh, the human torch, human torch, flame on. <laughs> I love that. Uh, $3 a gallon here uh, in Albany, New York. Uh, we're going, we're crying. Uh, you're over $4 in California. Yes. Um, $4 and 29. So where I am, it's about $4 and 29 cents. Uh, and I feel like it's some, some of these areas here, they again, it's a capitalization situation, very much like the GPU market except they have a captive audience that everybody requires the uh, the uh, the power from it and, and we still have a gas uh, a gas powered car and we always we still have an electric car here for me the tesla has been basically with the daily driver as as gary puts uh, puts it so 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 nicely um but it's it's crazy the the pricing goes up we're at the beginning of summer we're not even in summer which we typically see the increase in price uh, but this year is, is different than last year. As you know, more people are able to travel, more people are vaccinated, more people are able to basically do more, uh, I would say, the normal travel part of it. So there's going to be a demand. There's no question about it. 
the problem with is that this is purely a uh, a concern and in in that doesn't really cause the supply for the rest of the country to change because this is purely on the east coast the the pipeline um is affecting mostly uh, people on the east coast which is what's driving the prices there but it's pricing uh, causing everybody else to jump and then you add all those extra taxes that we have in california it just throws us off into a it, it's just a, it's a never ending spiral there's just no we don't there's no winning with it that's really what it is um let me see here uh secret daily driver isn't xperia it's pixel <laughs> joey b i love it i wish it was a pixel i am part of team pixel i i hope i'm still part of team pixel uh and if i'm not mistaken uh, typically team pixel doesn't get their hardware till after the announcement so at least that's how they did it with us last year um, the only time I've ever had a situation where I was able to pick up a, a Pixel 3a at the time of launch was because I was at Google I.O., uh, which typically is when we uh, were they were they were allowing some of the uh, uh, members in the media to be able to pick up hardware. So that's how I was able to get my Pixel 3a uh, so early at the time. But that year, again, keep in mind, you could literally in the U.S. at least uh, walk into a Best Buy and pick up a Pixel 3a or 3a XL and uh, get a hundred bucks off because Best Buy was running a promo on it. So that was a very nice little deal. Uh, I, again, I cannot confirm uh, or, or deny anything. I, I, I am not going to confirm or deny anything. Um, I'm just going to keep uh, turning red. That's that's going to be the, uh, the, the the color of the channel today. Um, TK, we're... Uh, uh, you were on the screen uh, for the review of the Samsung tablet from Mr. Mobile Michael Fisher. So, yes, uh, my, uh, I saw your tweet, man. Appreciate uh, including me in that tweet. So Michael Fisher was uh, is re was reviewing uh, the latest Samsung tablet, uh, uh, sorry, notebook. Uh, I think the 360 even, the, the brand new one that they announced. And uh, in one of the segments, uh, I think he was panning over into a, a po the podcast, the Pocket Now Weekly that uh, Josh and I do every once in a while, which I'm hoping to be back on next week. And uh, <laughs> yes, so yours truly made it on the show. So it was, it was a lot of fun. And uh, it was it's always nice. It's always nice to show up in different creators. And it just shows you that we kind of like support each other. You know, Michael Fisher listens to the Pocket Now podcast. Um, I really like the look of the Zenfone 8. Um, a battery life is a concern, though. So that's one of the things I've seen in some of the early reports. Uh, battery life has some concerns with when it comes down to overall performance. It doesn't mean that ASUS cannot fix this. They cannot put in a, a software optimizations in there. It, the concern that I always look at with, with ASUS is the software support. It's not that it's not existent. It's just it's not very frequent. So the question would, would you jump into a phone hoping or knowing that it will be repaired down the road, or would you wait till that software update is pushed? Um, I'm with you with the design and the approach to what we're getting with the Zenfone. I think it's more um, along the side of what, you know, I think what we've come to know as the glowing rectangle. What I really like about the fact that what Asus did with the Zenfone series is the fact that it did have that flip camera. That, that's what excites me. Um, uh, OnePlus excites me because they're pushing the limit of what they can do with devices with the brand new OnePlus 9 Pro. The improvements with the camera, the wider, uh, the the wide sensor, the sorry, the ultra wide lens that we have in there that's also quite capable. So those are improvements that we see. Um, when I look at the Zenfone 8, I feel like it's it's, it's a smartphone that is not necessarily. And I'm not trying to put it down. It's, it's really more about what excites me about it is the fact that it exists. Uh, but when I start comparing it some to some of the other options on the market, like would I go with a Zenfone 8 or would I go with a Pixel 6? Those are the things I'm kind of looking at at the same time. The other big factor that we have to keep in mind that is Zenfone is really not very much targeted to the U.S. market. We won't, for the most part, get it. 
so it's one of those things where we get a chance to check out if we are able to work directly with ASUS. Uh, the only reason I was able to even work with ASUS on uh, the uh, ROG Phone 5 is because of XDA. It wasn't even through uh, a direct contact. I've tried in the past to communicate. Unfortunately, I haven't had much success. So the goal at the end of the day, hopefully, if I'm able to get my hands on it as Enphone 8, I'll hopefully give you guys some input. Uh, I do actually, speaking of which, I do want to mention that um, I did get reached out by Qualcomm uh, uh, because of uh, the Red Magic 6. Uh, actually, they reached out to me when I first out, uh, put the video out for the Red Magic 6. Uh, they wanted to share with me some of their uh, Quick Charge 5.0 technology that supports it. Uh, so let's me let me see here if I can jump real quick here. Uh, Myrtle Beach is two thousand thirty cents. Okay, Mace, I'm moving to Myrtle, Myrtle Beach. Uh, let me see here. Uh, Sony Sony is checking all of the boxes um, on my list. That's how I feel like it as well. If I'm looking for a smartphone that checks all the boxes, gives me everything that I'm looking for: large display, fast refresh rate, high quality, the only four K panel on the market from a manufacturer. Um, decent speed when it comes down to charging about I think 30 33 watts it's not going to be the fastest one on the market but again 4500 milliampere battery uh, new camera system on the back with uh, dual elements uh, on the telephoto lens the ability of having literally two separate elements and transitioning between a stand uh, two different focal lengths in the same lens is a big change as well so I can't wait to get my hands on it. And I'm also really looking forward to being able to check out uh, some of the optimizations on the software side, especially with simple mode with the camera app. Have they improved that enough that it made the front-facing camera a little bit better than what we've seen in the past? So those are big things. And once I'm able to get my hands on, that's going to be the, the one I focus on. Um, Jermaine with the jumping in, uh, Choni just needs to improve that brightness. Outdoor brightness visibility for sure. Um, thermal management for me a little bit last year when I was using the Xperia uh, 1 Mark II before the embargo and before the announcements and so on, um, we were going through some really bad uh, weather in the uh, in California, at least where I am, where we were hitting like roughly 41, 42 degrees and even around almost 45 at some point. Using the Xperia 5 outdoors during that time became very, 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 very uh, limited and challenging because the thermals, not necessarily from the phone, but it's the environmental thermals. Whenever you shoot video, whenever you go outdoors, and let's say you're trying to shoot 4K 120 or you're trying to shoot 4K 30, 60, um, your phone has to challenge many different components in it, right? First, it's, it's activating the battery because it needs power. Second, it's activating the ISP, the CPU. The display is generally running much higher brightness level. So all of those heat elements on top of the elemental element uh, heat that we were running at the same time caused the Xperia 5, uh, 1 Mark, 3, Mark II at the time to have a lot of heat issues. So I'm hoping that that's something that we can definitely appreciate a little bit more, bring some of that experience that we had the Xperia Pro over to the Xperia 1 Mach 3. Um, we haven't obviously seen anything on the internals and no announcements from uh, from Sony. But again, in the Xperia Pro situation, there were also no announcements about that. So that's I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that there as well. <laughs> Gary, I like that. Gary is like, the smartwatches are the only watches I don't chase. Yes, uh, they're very much a... Um, it's a it's a it's it's a thing that you either get used to or you or you just basically um, find it to be uh, find the need to be an, uh, basically a, a, like a, an augmentation of your experience. I look at them purely from the sense of what I'm able to do. I like multifunctional. I like things to be multifunctional. Um, the same way we as humans are multifunctional. And what I mean by that is. Yeah, you know, we are we are parents, we are brothers, we are uh, friends, we are cousins, we are a whole bunch of different things to uh, different. We mean different things to different people, <coughs> but 
But at the end of the day, we are also multifunctional in the sense that we're able to produce and consume and do multiple things. We can do two things at the same time. And those are the things I always appreciated it about, you know, the tech that I look forward to. Smartphones can do that for me. A watch, although looks great, and I do end up having, uh, you know, I do have certain regular timepieces that are considered, in my opinion, classics. Um, I feel like the smartwatch fits that bill and it allows me to have a glimpse into my smartphone without necessarily having to touch it. And that's the reason why I like them. Do I chase them? Not necessarily. I think for the most part, we've hit a certain plateau with what smartwatches can do. The only thing that we can shoot for right now is have either smoother experience on the smartwatch or longer battery life. The functions haven't changed much. The TicWatch 3 Pro, although having a second display, still provides me the same experience as the TicWatch, uh, TicWatch from last year and the year before, but it does it in a much more smoother, much more enjoyable, and longer battery life. That's about the experience that I would say that we're valuing more now. It's the battery life on smartwatches because at the end of the day, having a smartwatch that you have to charge every night, it just, it doesn't make sense for me. And it's not a smartwatch that you should be worried about unless it's again, an Apple watch, which I feel like some people are, are much more okay with, um, but, you know, 24 hour tracking to be able to get sleep tracking, day tracking and everything. Those are big pluses for me, but I'm with you. It, it's not for everybody, Gary. You're right. You're right. I totally agree with you on that one. Um, uh, they can keep the, this, <laughs> uh, so concept, uh, sorry, Jermaine is saying this, he's saying it's on the display, not the images, but they can keep the same processing, uh, because, uh, they, uh, they beat others, uh, they beat others in my opinion. I think I saw your tweet about the Xperia five Mach two as well. Uh, no, I, I'm with you. I understand it. It is a brightness, uh, concern, uh, something to keep in mind. Um, Hans is saying, I can't wait for the Xperia 1 Mark 3, uh, for the Xperia uh, Mark 3. Do you think that 4K 120 will have a worse battery life uh, than the Note 20 Ultra, uh, 120 hertz? Um, there isn't going to be obvious. So we'll say this. Uh, the, the panel is a 4K panel, not a QHD panel. So there is already that factor kicking in. The My hope is that we're going to be getting 120 variable refresh rate, not a constant 120. And if it is constant 120, there may be some concerns um, as far as battery life. Uh, the hope is that, again, the it's, the, it's about the implementation. Uh, we saw that the 1080p 120 on the Xperia 5 Mark II did not have that much of an impact on the battery life, but that was a 1080p panel. 4K will have a will have some uh, some definitely uh, draw in there. Uh, I know that at least in last year's mode, if I wasn't mistaken, uh, when you're playing games, you're able to push certain uh, functions within the settings and the uh, um, not the HS power control, but in the game center. I, I forget the name of it, the the one that Sony does. Uh, sorry, this I need to charge this one. Uh, so the the short answer is: Will there be a higher impact? Absolutely. Uh, is it going to be worse than the Note 20 Ultra? Uh, it, it's really more depending. I think Samsung has a lot more background processes running than what Sony does on their smartphones. But on the other hand, Samsung had, uh, you know, I mean, it's the same battery size, right? But the panel is actually very different format. So it may end up being a wash, but at the end of the day, you have the ability of switching. I'm pretty sure they're going to have a, a switch for, you know, either 60 or 120. Every manufacturer that's given us higher refresh rate always gives us the ability of jumping. Uh, actually, the... Um, here we go all the way up to 165. So we do 60, 90, 120, 144, 165. So all, all the modes in there. Um, so it's going to be something that we want to keep in mind uh, and check on that as well. Concept creators. Oh, I think uh, John Vian. Now we don't have easy access to Huawei and LG out of that market. It's it's always going to be a challenge, man. It's always. Uh, Jermaine, stop uh, pretending you. <laughs> oh my God, you guys are killing me. Uh, 
Dude, uh, so here, Ken X is asking, have I been, have I been doing any speed tests on the Tesla? Uh, every single time I get in the car, man, I can, I've been working on my speed tests. Uh, it, it is truly up to the point of uh, of actually being uh, on, on that point uh, with the speed test in there. And look at that, Mr. Mr. Sampuan guy. Sorry, I did not mean to say that. Juan Carlos Bagnell, uh, you can run uh, Geekbench 5 in split screen as opposed to having it running multi-display. I think that's what the question was, uh, but it shuts off, uh, but it does shut off in the background. So that, yeah, uh, I wasn't sure what he meant uh, in that question before, but yeah, uh, Geekbench 5 does need to be uh, in the foreground somehow, either split screen or full screen. Um, although my recommendation, if you are going to be running a benchmark, do not run anything else so that you do get the 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 actual score that's intending. Uh, anytime you run a benchmark, because of that short spurt of uh, you know processing and, and push of the system, uh, anything running parallel to it could potentially uh, skew the numbers. That would be my only thing. Uh, good morning, uh, Juan. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're having a good weekend. Um, uh, HTC is now enterprise-aimed uh, company, and I think they should focus on where their money is, realistically. Uh, they, they realize that mobile isn't going to be doing it but I think at the end of the day, we'll have to see. Um, I really want Xperia to profit. Uh, I want that as well. I think the more... So here's the thing. The Xperia situation is, when it comes down to their features, they're giving you the features that you want. They're focusing on what, the, what people are looking for. The concern that ends up happening is because they don't sell as much, their production, their unit sales are, uh, they know how much they're going to be selling and they're obviously pricing it to that level. If they sold more hardware, they're obviously their pricing would, their cost of production drops and they're able to pass on better savings for their consumers. But one of the things that we probably, uh, we want to be able to see is that consistency of, uh, of year over year improvements and uh, optimizations done on the Sony Xperia line. And that's what they've been focusing on. So we saw one, we saw the Xperia one, the Xperia one Mark two did definitely a lot better. The Xperia one Mark three is taking it to the next level with better display, better tech, better sensors. Uh, a better telephoto lens, which is going to be something that is very much uh, uh, my biggest thing that I would love to be able to focus on. Um, and of course, you know, the the camera system, the camera application, they, they're no longer running three camera apps now. They're literally running two, Camera Pro with a simple and pro mode or simple and auto and, and shutter priority and uh, aperture priority, all those standard modes. And then you have Cinema Pro for your professional level video. And of course, 4K 120, video input, all of those things that we typically like, plus that 4K 120 hertz panel. So that's a big factor that we need to kind of keep in mind there. Uh, let me see here what else we're looking here. Uh, we need we, we need it to be higher for sure. Uh, Tacoma, Washington is at three dollars and fifty cents. Yeah, that's pretty close. It's getting up there. Uh, hey TK, uh, I'll, I'll be traveling. Uh, I'll be probably probably traveling less. Uh, no, it, it's going to be one of those things we have to keep in mind. Traveling right now is primarily going to be done for the most part by either air or car. Um, so. That's going to be a big factor to most of us, regardless of where we go, because those are both dependent heavily on gas. So it's one of those things are going to be seeing what we get there. Uh, Joe, I love that uh, TK Pixel, man. I for sure. Uh, I'm hoping we are. Uh, Juan Carlos and I both have, have have had an opportunity to enjoy being part of Team Pixel, and and I'm really hoping for that to continue. Uh, man, some some, <laughs> some LG chill guy always shows up you just have to call you just have to call him man and he usually will show up as well um 
let me see here oh man da, da, da. Asus. Uh, i'm all in on asus and rg but damn it uh i'm really i really like the xperia one mach 3 um actually matt i don't know if you saw max weinbach had a um what is it called the fx2 the find x2 pro from last year in orange skin uk edition i think if i'm not mistaken uh, and he's selling that for like 650 dollars uh, i don't know if it's sold yet or not but he, he posted on this twitter uh yeah uh in other news amazon removes aki so not just Aki, I think I forgot. There was a couple of other brands that were, were impacted by the same situation. And um, I, I will you know, just 100% uh, disclose, open disclosure, obviously being very, very transparent. I've worked with Aki in the past. Um, I've actually covered uh, quite a few of their hardware. And I don't know if I still have their stuff somewhere. Um, so it's a little bit alarming to see what what have happened with them. Uh, they've uh, basically, you know, it's something to do with their reviews, their uh, their business practices as a company, and so on. They were removed, and I think any any listing that is listed to their products has been removed. And I think it's a good approach to say, look, when we notice abuse on a manufacturer or a brand on our platform, they need to address it and they need to be very much swift with it. My experience with them has basically been where I get their hardware and I review. And in, and I think it was only in their Amazon, in my Amazon review or Amazon videos that I was putting on some of their items uh, that I was actually compensated for uh, some of their uh, some of their uh, comments, sorry, some of their uh, videos. Uh, but it wasn't compensated for an opinion. It was compensated for production. So there's a different approach there. I wasn't, it wasn't a sponsorship for the channel itself, but I did make sure to thank them in the video for, for sponsoring the video because there was money exchanged. The, the answer what I'm trying to shoot for here with uh, them being removed is we, if you are going to abuse the system and if you are going to try to provide these type of experiences, uh, you really need to step away. And also, it's something that on the creator side that we also need to be a very much aware of and very much forthcoming with. When you are compensated, and I'm talking about essentially other than them sending the device for you to truly give your own opinion on this hardware you need to basically be very much very much open about it. You need to disclose the fact, and it is something in there. If it is sponsored, there's nothing wrong. It's no stigma behind it. Just say that it is a, a, a sponsored video, but don't allow that experience or that sponsorship to dictate the type of video because at that point, you're no longer making a review. You are making an ad. That's the difference. Um, and I feel like maybe that has had a big contribution there. So um, I'm not going to say... I, I, I'm I'm happy. Or I'm, I mean, I was definitely shocked. I hope that they're able to work out and improve their uh, their process, and hopefully they can work something out. Uh, but I do know that it wasn't just Aki. I think it was a couple of other brands, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, let me see else what's going on here. Uh, a live unboxing, man! I wish wouldn't that be the fun part if we get an Xperia One Mach Three show up and I'm able to do an unboxing on it? I would definitely give you guys a heads up on that, of course. Um, at this point the the hardware itself is proven proven to me like literally 90 percent of the things that are on the xperia one mach 3 i've had a chance to play that additional button on the side the ability of having an additional mappable button that was really cool on the xperia pro and i had the xperia pro multiple times not just one time because i did a couple of uh, sponsorships with sony uh for some uh, live videos uh for the b alpha and the cre uh, you know and then of course uh later for video maker so for me i've had a chance to play with a lot of their pro hardware which i appreciate I mean, we're talking on a Sony camera. My B-roll is a Sony camera. My takeaway with me are basically the uh, the, uh, the RX4100 Mach 7. Uh, uh, and of course, even the uh, Xperia, sorry, not the Xperia, the uh, um, A7, uh, A7 III, not the A7S III. The S3 is sitting in here. Uh, let me see here. <laughs> he already talked about the video leak of Android 12. So uh, 
Android 12, uh, so uh, Gabriel Cruz, the Android 12 leak that we're talking about, uh, what's coming up essentially is the beta coming up next week. So I didn't get a chance to talk about the actual uh, more law and plan obsolescence. <laughs> Uh, yeah, definitely. So next week is definitely going to be Android 12. The biggest thing coming up with those is going to be the Android 12 features that we're looking forward to, especially on the on the Pixel 4a and the 5a, and actually within the last couple of generations of Pixels. Uh, uh, good. Thank you. Uh, welcome from uh, from here. Thank you. Love from Pakistan. I appreciate it. Um, let me see here. Da, da, da. Today is <laughs> Ujala. Happy birthday. Ujala, happy birthday for sure. Uh, happy birthday, man. Always appreciated. Uh, greetings from India. Hope you're doing well. Um, can we, hold on, let me see here. Uh, can we expect blood pressure monitoring and blood sugar monitoring on Apple Watches this year? Uh, blood pressure monitoring and, and blood sugar level is going to be, I mean, optically, they can try to get some of those sensors. Blocked oxygen level is right now the biggest thing that they're able to do with uh, the sensors on the back. But blood pressure requires a strap. That's something that is uh, is typically going to be a little bit harder for them to be able to measure. That and of course, blood sugar level is going to be the next level, which requires them to be in the actual analysis of the of that. So I wouldn't necessarily say that it's actually built into it. I'm anticipating accessories to be able to augment that experience. If I'm not mistaken, there's already some that do interact with the Apple Watch to provide you the metric, um, but it's independent from the uh, standard, um, you know, Apple uh, Apple Health application. Let me see here. What else was there? Okay, so here, uh, Saad Benanis is asking, is there a way to be able to optimize a laggy UI? Um, it's a huge problem with budget phones under 150 to 200, uh, and I'm, I'm planning to get one for my mother. The model I've, been, I've chosen is, it's shown basically a lot of laggy system. So there's a couple of things you can do to, to help optimize the, the UI. The laggy UI typically happens is based on memory management and how many things are running in the system, also the amount, amount of RAM that you're getting there. If you're looking for a smartphone to get for that two, the 150 to 200, um, I would really, I really would probably say focus on something that is known to be good performer. So, I'd say the N100 is definitely a decent, pro, a decent phone to look at. It's around that price point that you're looking for, not the N10, the N100. Uh, now, the uh, there's also the Infinix Note 10 Pro that I just reviewed. That's about 250 bucks. It's a little bit more than the price range that you're looking for, but it has eight gigs of RAM, a lot of storage, and expandable storage, and it actually runs really good. But to be able to fix an existing system that has a laggy UI, there's a few things you can do. Uh, the main thing I would probably do is uninstall any uh, un unused or applications that you can, uh, deactivate any native applications into the operating system. Meaning if you have, let's say, Facebook in there, but you know your mom is not going to be using it, disable that. Or in, uh, if you're able to disable it or uninstall it, if you can. Uh, clear up the cache of the system and try to make sure that you have enough storage on your primary storage uh, where it's not fully uh, full all the way. Um, I don't recommend installing a secondary launcher because that typically eats up more RAM than anything else. There's really less function there. Uh, but definitely disable things that you don't use. Don't turn on all of the features in the settings. So bells and whistles that you typically have in the system, those are also things that typically will also eat up some of those, uh, I would say, available system resources that could potentially slow down a UI. Uh, but the last thing is, of course, make sure that the phone's running the latest uh, update from the manufacturer as they typically fix some of those element issues. Uh, but there's really not much you could do if the system is bottlenecked with a, a specific configuration where you don't have enough RAM to run what everything is already running on it. Uh, I mean, it's not going to make it run super smooth, but it will definitely improve the experience. Uh, Donald Lazino, good morning. Sabaha, man. Hope you're doing well. Um, letting you know, real good. Uh, 
show guest specifically uh, on both your platforms. Appreciate it, man. Uh, so why is there? So here, uh, my opinions on, uh, and here's a good question: Why is the why if why Pixel doesn't focus in India? Um, Google's approach right now has been very much expanding slowly. It's not that they're not wanting to focus on India. Definitely, Google is very much aware of the Indian market and, and the magnitude that they are able to actually make a, a massive presence in there. It's just that with the exception of the 5 and the 4XL, for the most part, their pricing are, 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 and are even last year's pricing, their pricing has been high. They expanded slowly. I mean, we finally have them now in the European market, of course, and they're starting to move in. Uh, they have no presence in the Middle East and they have no presence in India. That's a big thing that we want to keep in where, be aware of. Um, it's more of the support structure, not necessarily the hardware. Selling hardware in a, in a place where they don't actually have the support structure for it, I'm talking about retail location to be able to do repairs, uh, is also cost uh, not cost effective for them. So once they're able to uh, build up both ecosystems, I feel like that's when they'll be able to handle uh, specifically market, especially with the Indian market, because it's such a big market to jump into. It's not something, I'm not saying that European market is not as big, but it's more segregated. So they're able to in, uh, in, in, uh, basically go into the European market one country at a time, as opposed to where India, it's pretty much just access to the whole so you can't just say like well this one's only sold in one region or one sector of india that's the, i think the the biggest approach that uh, would say probably is limiting factor right now but I've, I've been asking the same question about the middle east uh since the beginning at that as well uh let me see here um Demir is asking about the Xperia 10 Mach 3. So I tried, I reached out to Sony, at least here in the US, about the Xperia 5, uh, sorry, Xperia 10 from last year. So the Xperia 10, if you guys are not familiar for, uh, with, is uh, it's actually the more budget-friendly version of the Xperias that we have. So we have the 1, the 5, and the 10. The 1 being the, uh, the highest model, so like this one, this is the 1 Mach 2. And then, of course, you have the 5, which is essentially considered now more of their gaming series, because that's what they changed it last year with the 5 Mach 2. Uh, with the 1080p 120 hertz uh, and then of course we have the xperia 10 mach 3 and uh, unfortunately because the 10 mach 3 is a european model at least in my understanding european model only uh, they weren't able to actually uh, source this uh, unit to be able to check out uh, so neither myself or juan so unfortunately I, I don't i don't have a way of checking it out but i would love uh if you know either matt or Jermaine or even uh you know any of any of you guys are able to check it out uh, any of you guys are able to hang out with the european market side to be able to pick one up and, and check it out uh, LG, 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 always, always, always. Um, actually, you know what? I do, I do want to show you guys real quick this box that I got from Qualcomm because I feel like it's uh, it's definitely worth talking about. Uh, so you guys are familiar with... Uh, actually, it would be nice if you turned on the camera. So uh, here, the, the box they sent me is actually very nice. Qualcomm Quick Charge 5. Let me see here. Da, da, da. And there's not really much going on here. Um, sorry. Yeah, boxes are boxes. So it's this is the uh, here. So Qualcomm Quick Charge Five, the world's fastest commercial charging solution, um, and it is essentially going to be one of the faster options. I don't know if it's the fastest, uh, although although I will say this much, uh, it is very much one of the faster ones on the market. Uh, so here's some of the, the advertising materials they're talking about here, up to 70% uh, more efficient, up to four times faster, definitely keeping the temperatures down and 10 times more powerful to charge your device from zero to 50% um, on a quick charge 5.0 uh, device. Um, we'll put this one on the side and uh, it's actually surprisingly heavier, heavier than any of the other ones I've seen. Uh, so this one, it seems like it's a branded one from uh, Basis, B-A-S-S-U-S. -S. Let me show you guys real quick here. So that's the name of the brand. And of course, you could see it right there, Quick Charge 5.0. Uh, 
uh, 100 watts and it has I, I really like this this little option here that makes them very nice very small and very easy to actually interact with um, and the reason why this is so nice because obviously it works for me here in the US so we will just plug it in right away and uh, they did include a USB-A USB-C cable which you do need and um, I just want to keep it all consistent what I want to show you guys real quick it's a USB style USB-C style charger so I do want to say thank you very much thank you to um, Qualcomm actually for not only reaching out but also sending it over because I do have the uh, the Red Magic 6. So let's go ahead and plug in the Red Magic 6. I'll give it a second to turn on because it's going to power it on itself. So the intention here is that the Red Magic 6 is compatible with the Quick Charge 5.0 technology from Qualcomm. Um, and you're able to charge up the device where it supposedly supports 66 watts. So if you ever if you know anybody that's this considering to pick one up, uh, they can definitely pick up uh, the Red Magic 6 and get the benefit of the 100 watt charging with it. So I'll give that a second to kind of go through uh, just to see how that kind of goes through. Uh, uh, no, no swearing at all. <laughs> no, not. Uh, hey, TK, um, I just did a reset. Uh, uh, sorry, I did a reset for settings and then um, it all became normal back. I think uh, latest battery uh, calibration in uh, on the iPhone is causing the issue. It could also be, uh, that could be one of the factors. It could also, you know, just be optimizations. It just hasn't been optimized specifically for the 11, uh, depending on which build. I'm assuming you're running on 14 already. You've already upgraded to iOS 14. So I'll give that a second there. Uh, but I'm glad that you were able to fix that part. So I'm glad that that actually worked out for you, definitely, right there. Um, here, Davin Davis, Indian Marxists are, are arguably the most savage markets uh, in the bin. Google has to have a really good plan to have to have it to be able to actually jump into it. Absolutely. It, it's not only savage, but it's also oversaturated. If you think about how many devices are specifically released for India, I mean, OnePlus released it specifically. Xiaomi releases specifically devices under multiple versions of their brands. So you have to keep in mind that there's a lot of competition in the Indian market as opposed to where in the US market. Pixel or at least Google is able to stand up on, on its own for, for a little bit uh, with European markets, of course, jumping on into that as well. Uh, let me just double check here. Uh, are we actually able to? Is it working? Let me. Just, I'm hoping the unit works. Let's see here. Yep, it definitely does work. Just want to make sure I plugged it into my OnePlus Seven. I want to make sure here. Uh, I'll give that a second there. Uh, I am with you, Dominic. Uh, sorry, D Davin, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Google needs to make a pixel in India uh, to make. Uh, sorry, Google needs to make pixels in India to see them. Uh, <laughs> I, I like I like that approach. Uh, I think the biggest thing about it again, it's the support, but it also is the competition. It's it's a, it's a big market and it's a very fierce market to jump into. Um, and I know it kind of sounds like an easy cop out of like, yeah, well, but you know, but you should just jump into it because you're a big company, you can deal with it. Um, it's the demand of what they're seeing right now, realistically, at the price point. Are they able to provide pixels? With the exception of the Pixel Five, the the A series that we've seen. At that price point, is is that really feasible for them to be able to compete? Um, OnePlus, I've seen uh, what we've seen OnePlus do is essentially the same hardware that's released in the U.S. and in India, typically selling for much less in India because they need to be able to compete. It's not it won't be competition enough uh, for them to come in with the hardware. They need to come in at the right price point. Uh, Indian market is very sensitive to price points and how things are are priced, uh, and it impacts sales right away there. So that's that's the biggest way. Um, uh, Samik is asking is I want a $300 smartphone. What is the best option? Uh, great beard, by the way. Thank you very much. Uh, Samkeet. So what I would probably say right now, the $300 price point is a very, um, it, it's, 
it's a very unique area to be in. Uh, you have OnePlus, you have the OnePlus Nord series, you have Infinix in there, you have, I think if I'm not mistaken, Redmi's in there as well. Uh, Poco, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think on their more budget-friendly side, that definitely would be very helpful. It just depends on what you're looking for specification-wise. Are you looking for a large display? The Infinix Note 10 Pro did a really decent job for me at for overall almost 7-inch display, 5,000 milliampere battery. Um, stereo speakers, headphone jack. There's a lot of things to be said there. And that was under 300, it's 260 bucks. So let's see here what we're doing. Uh, so yeah, no, exactly. Uh, so uh, I don't know if I can show that to you guys. So here it is with the with the, with the the charging speed, once you connect the uh, quick charge 5.0 option here, it actually now jumps over to the Neo charge, which is uh, the, the basically the fastest charging tech that they can use on the Red Magic 6. So I'm go ahead and boot it up right now. Um, Let's see what happens there, and then we'll jump into it. Yeah, uh, Dominic is saying TK the ten I uh, the the ten Mach three is selling for four hundred bucks in the UK. Absolutely, the 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 fact that they're able to jump into that right away is crazy. Um, it's one of those things again. It's, it's it's a more of a budget line, and I don't know why we don't get it in the US. And it, this is the third year we just don't get it. Um, there was no announcements of it at all, and it's one of those things that we uh, we should try definitely for sure. Uh, I'm pretty sure that the band support obviously is not going to support US uh, 5G if there is a 5G model of it, but we'll have to see how that goes. Uh, why Apple uses sorry? Uh, why does Apple use Intel i7 and i9 on top MacBook Pros model instead of the M1? Uh, it's the performance level. Uh, so the M1, although very optimized for their systems, hasn't truly uh, improved enough to the point where it covers all of the aspects of what the uh, the Intel chipsets are doing. Although it is going to be at a certain point where they are going to switch over. So it, it's not gone. It's it's not. It just, I would say it's, it's more of a time situation. Uh, M1 may not be the chip. M2 more than likely will be the one. So let's go ahead and turn it on here. Okay, let me see. transfer now you cancel there uh so okay so what i want to show you guys yes i know it's under 10 percent. so i want to show you guys what it looks like here when we connect them let's switch the device actually let's lock it oh, that's not it let's lock it unless oops let me see here what did i just do ah i love it when i get emails in the middle of my show so here we go let's go ahead and plug it in so this is the tech that I'm talking about, what, what uh, basically Qualcomm Quick Charge 5.0 can do. This is how fast the, the battery is charging on the Red Magic 6. Uh, and again, this, it, I don't know, it's hard to show it, but it actually shows up the two lightning uh, options that you get in there on the, uh, on the battery because of how fast it is. So it's 4% right now, and it is the display is running at 165. Um, I don't have a way of turning off the fan once you're using the, the supercharging option on the Red Magic 6. It turns on the fan on the processor to make sure that the CPU doesn't overheat. Uh, so really, really nice, uh, very nice little combo directly. Uh, this one, again, is the... Um, Bassius, I, hope, I don't know how to say it. The Bassius model, 100-watt charger. Uh, and I want to say thank you very much to Qualcomm for uh, hooking it up here and letting me check out while I'm still able to play around with the Red Magic 6 before it actually goes back very soon. Uh, that is a very... Uh, so I, I'm, I haven't had a chance to play with 
um, the smartphones that are uh, reliant on that have been used specifically for cryptocurrency or crypto traders. Uh, but I would probably say any any of the flagships from the last couple of years should be more than enough to handle it, uh, primarily because those are generally going to be the ones with the most amount of RAM and the latest SOC. Uh, it's not a speed issue, so 4G LTE or 5G will be the better options. But uh, I would definitely recommend maybe an eight uh, something with an 865 and 855 would be more than enough. 888 should not have any problems. Uh, so it, it's really more of depending on what brand that you're more comfortable with. So hopefully that answers that question there. Uh, ta, ta, ta. Pixel Global. Hopefully, has, yeah, I'm with you, uh, Greg. The goal is obviously to be able to get Google or Pixel smartphones in people's hands globally. Um, there's a big benefit with with Pixel smartphones and Google's approach to Pixel uh, to what Pixel is going to be in 2021. Uh, my hope is that's going to be the 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 kind of like move forward. We've been seeing Google do more experimentations with their lines of devices, like the Pixel Four, the Pixel Five are definitely very different approaches. We went from flagship hardware, I'm talking about this processor specifically, to more mid-ranger processing, but still giving us flagship experience when it comes down to, uh, to the system. Um, so uh, yeah, so again, just for reference, guys, we are up to 10% and it's only been a couple of seconds. Uh, and I think we'll be able to charge this guy from to almost 100% in a very, very short time. Uh, although the fans do sound, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, my opinion on it says, uh, thank you for picking my question. Uh, so let's let's pick on my <laughs> my point. I need more software, no third party uh, company apps uh, that uh, that just juices up uh, my battery or RAM. Uh, should I install a custom ROM or should I uh, buy a new phone? Um, this is very very different approach. Since you're comfortable with custom ROM, we're talking about unlocking, installing recovery, installing a custom ROM with potentially a custom kernel as well. Um, if you're comfortable in that. A realm to be able to actually go through and manually update your system and run more of a custom experience, you have more control. You'll be able to get way better battery life and better smoothness and performance, improvement in overall uh, uh, feature set that you get on your smartphone with a custom ROM. And the only difference is the, is the fact that is typically when I approach somebody that doesn't necessarily know about these things, they typically don't want to be in the roots or in the weeds when it comes to maintenance. You have the ability of being able to run the latest and greatest features, the best benefits on your smartphone with a custom ROM. So if you're comfortable doing so, absolutely. The one thing I would probably say though, is if you have the option, check um, rooted ROM or rooted modified stock ROMs over standard or just typical custom ROMs, because typically those retain a lot of the main features of your smartphone before you step away to something that is totally custom. Totally custom sometimes loses some of those native functions, specifically camera uh, features that if you, I don't know how you, how comfortable you are without, without having those standard camera apps, because you, you typically have to switch over to more of to an either open camera or a G cam kind of an approach, and it may not necessarily be the exact same experience. Let me see here. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, dude, thank you very much. Uh, stranger, uh, strange to x Thank you for helping me out, bro. Thank you. Been, uh, uh, been set for the long time. Keep up the good work. Appreciate it. And thank you very much for the super chat. Always, always appreciate it. Uh, everybody, thank you. All everybody checking out the channel and of course, supporting us and, and hanging out with us, of course, on this uh, Saturday morning with tech. Um, make sure if you guys, again, if you want to make sure if you want to be able to listen to the podcast, there's a link for that in the description for the audio version of the podcast that, that gets posted, uh, actually not too long after the show is over, but again, thank you very much. Strange 2 X, of course. Um, 
So um, Calais is going to be Calais is asking when is the Pixel Five and Five A going to be released? It, it's along the same conversation as what we've seen in the past with Pixel Line. It's still Google able to support and compete in the Indian market. It's going to be hard. I know that there there are companies that are importing them, they're bringing them over, but you have to understand that they're typically going to be a marked up, b not necessarily supporting the exact bands for the Indian market. So I, I truly would say it it'll happen at some point, but I don't know if it's going to be within this uh, this release at least, not in twenty. 2021 and that's mostly because of the support google will only go into a market they're able to support it within its own means meaning if they have to have their own support centers their own support uh, repair centers and so on and right now they wouldn't be able to release it in there if they can't fix it there it would cost them way too much money um, also india has a lot more stricter rules uh, when it comes to hardware and, and shipping uh, hardware into the, into the country so you have to keep that in mind as well but hopefully, hopefully in the near future, right? My, that's my my main hope there. Uh, Chandu is saying hello, hi, how you doing? Uh, so Greg is saying is that crypto doesn't take too much processing power, so that for that should be pretty much then the answer. I think um, as long as you're focusing more on making sure you're running the latest and greatest process, uh, not processor, um, you know, software, you should be pretty good on the hardware that you're looking for. So mid ranger or even a top level flagship can definitely do well for you. I only meant mostly because I, I wasn't sure if there is, I, I've seen um, some videos on uh, mining uh, um, and I think it's helium, not, not necessarily it's Ethereum or even um, uh, Bitcoin so uh, or even Dogecoin. So those are different uh, type of uh, mining, but they're using miners. So they're using external hardware. So yeah, for the most part, not necessarily using internal hardware. Um, so Hans is asking an interesting question here. So what is the best Android Wear smartwatch to pair with the Xperia 1 Mach 3? This guy, to this day, it's this guy, the uh, TicWatch 3 Pro. Uh, it was released a couple of months ago, and it's running Wear OS 4100, the latest one that we have. Uh, it has one gig of RAM, and it has more than enough uh, processing power to run the smoothest. Uh, and because it runs with Android and iOS, it'll work perfectly. So it's not really dependent on the Xperia 1 Mach 3. But if you're going to pick it up, um, I would recommend you going with this one specifically. Um, I'm hoping also that Mobvoy at some point starts bringing in the 4100 to some of their other devices. Uh, I just recently reviewed their... Um, the gth model which is not running uh it's basically running their rtos it's a custom os it's more of a fitness tracker and a smartwatch body so hopefully that that kind of helps us there uh so let's see here guys we are 30 percent crazy fast and you know the phone is not too bad it's not warming up too much and uh, the charging block gets a little bit warm but not enough for it to actually be hot it's not actually hot it's just nice and warm um, Saad Ben Anis is asking: Is um, how good free code? Oh, free code uh, boot camps are. Um, I'm currently using free code boot camp, and I also signed up for um, Odin Project and um, Exorcism. Okay, uh, but I'm uh, I'm a bit confused about the different the effectiveness. Uh, that's a subject that I, I feel like this is something that we probably want to be able to jump into a little bit more. Um, do me a favor, hit me up on, on Twitter, maybe a little bit later on. Um, and I'll be able to jump in with you on that one, but, uh, it's definitely interesting that I, so you're already in the actual, you're using the tools. So I think that's the biggest thing. Uh, the main thing I would probably say is just definitely go with whatever you feel like you're more comfortable and depending on what you're trying to approach, are you specifically trying to stick with standard Android or you're trying to go into, uh, Samsung devices? Cause I noticed you also mentioned that the Odin project in there. Uh, so depending on what you're trying to uh, apply and what system are you using to deploy your tools. So we'll have to definitely talk about that a little bit more. 
Uh, let me see. Sorry for asking lots of questions. I appreciate uh, question. Waited for the uh, for the whole <laughs> waited a whole week. Uh, no, dude. I, I know. I know. Uh, I appreciate it. But uh, I think this one this takes a little bit more uh, more than just a, uh, a couple of minutes into it. You're you're hitting on a very specific part of the uh, Android de development or deployment uh, tools. Um, Ghost glitch have any? Uh, I am. My phone, you know, I'm not sure what the ghost glitch is. I've heard different people refer to it, but we'll have to use it. Oh, crap. Yes. <laughs> Joey, Joey, Joey. So he, I, I'm sorry. I don't, I'm not 100% sure which, what is the ghost glitch that you're getting with your phone. Um, and what I'm not sure if, are you talking about ghost messaging or ghost calls or what, what's going on there? Uh, but hopefully we'll be able to help. So, uh, Thank you, Joey, for bringing us back on the on track. I know it's, I can't believe it's an hour and 54 minutes. I didn't realize time has flown by that much. Uh, and, my, and the Red Magic 6 feels like it's uh, it's starting to ramp up uh, power. Let me see here. We are up to 40% now. And uh, it is definitely warming up. So yeah, we're still in the boost mode of, of charging. Um, but it is that part of the show where we try to do this nice little uh, segment we like to call uh, the TKception. I'm going to go ahead and disable that one just because of the speak of the, the sound of the fan. Um, the biggest thing I would probably say here is uh, we just like to recognize everybody that's been hanging out with us, talking with us, and of course, listening to the show. Uh, it's going to be a big thing coming up next week. But as I'm going through this, uh, do me a favor. As you're noticing in the chat, or at least on the screen right now, uh, there's the hashtag TKception. It's a little thing that we do in the show uh, right around the end of the show every week uh, to kind of just, again, I couldn't recognize everybody in there. So go ahead and please start dropping those comments in there with that hashtag TKception. And we'll, we'll make sure to uh, sh uh, show you guys or at least uh, highlight you guys here on the show. Uh, let me bring it up here. Um, and as I'm giving you guys a couple of minutes in there, uh, <laughs> yeah, Matt Tyler's in there, Greg. Um, next week's going to be super busy. There's a lot of things that are going to be coming up. And not all of it is hardware. So I do want to be aware. I want you guys to be aware. It's going to be heavily software with some hardware announcements. The 5A more than likely will be next week. But I think it's the biggest thing to talk about is Android 12 beta, but also the Android 12 alpha or beta release for Oxygen OS uh, and hopefully more manufacturers. I'm hoping Xiaomi and Oppo and maybe even uh, other companies like Motorola or so on are able to release something for people to be able to test out if they want to. Uh, keep in mind that the beta would be the only fully functional one that most people will be able to test on Pixel smartphones uh, where all the other ones are going to be primarily more proof of concept and meaning by being able to actually boot up the code, meaning they can boot up on their devices with that to a certain point. So. Let me see here. Oh, nope, that's my laptop trying to fly. Uh, so with that being said, I want to say first and foremost, thank you very much to uh, to uh, everybody here. I'm going to go ahead and start the uh, the TKception part. And uh, if you haven't seen it before, it's, it's crazy because it does. <laughs> so thank you very much to Joey B for being part of the show, hanging out with us, kicking it with us on a weekly basis. Greg, as always, thank you very much for hanging out. Uh, Matt Tyler, biggest supporter, biggest supporter, not only on the show, but also in games. And again, Apex Legends coming up next week. Uh, I appreciate it very, very much. Uh, and of course, uh, always, always uh, everybody's chat. Of course, uh, we have, um, you know, Rolando's in the chat, uh, My Tech Reviews. Uh, Ranesh is in there, big, big fan, of course. Always thank you very much. Uh, and I think I'm going to scroll down a little bit more because I think I'm behind on the comments. Well, wait, 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 wait. And um, Joe, Joe, big, big thank you to Joe. Always make sure you guys check out his Instagram account. Absolutely stunning pictures, both his monochrome and color channel. He has a couple of channels going on in there. So TK Exception, TK Pixel, and TK, uh, sorry, Team TK Pixel and TK Alpha Bay. 
I hope I'm 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 hoping I'll be the main guy on the PK Alpha Bay channel there, as well as uh, Juan Carlos myself, of course. Um, uh, oops, let me jump in here. Davin Davis, thank you very much. TK Ruta Tesla. <laughs> I, you know what? That that the, the the if there's one mod, I would probably end up seeing if there's a way to improve the performance on the processor on that infotainment system. That'll be the one I want to uh, push to. Uh, Ranesh, TK uh, TK on embargo bay and TK Team Pixel Bay. Yes, no, gotta gotta watch out those embargoes, man. It's it's a killer. It's a killer, and it always ends up biting you if you don't watch for it. Aditya, always biggest, 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 biggest supporter of the channel, of course. TKception, TKR Bay, uh, TK Alpha Bay, TK Tesla Bay. Um, and um, a little bit of a personal thing on, on the side. Uh, I, I can tell you this much. I've been enjoying my wife's cooking for a long time. And this is something that I, I always, always loved. Uh, she is a, she is a, an, an absolute genius when it comes down uh, to cooking. Her, she has not made a bad dish since I met her. And this is something I say to her. She never believes me. Uh, but she started her own Instagram account, uh, and I think, I think it's called Simply Food Bay. If you guys haven't had a chance to check it out, uh, she's been posting a lot of the dishes that we've been eating at the house during Ramadan and even after that. So uh, definitely check it out. Uh, it'll be one of my only plugs. Uh, but again, if you check me, if you if you watch me or if you follow me on Instagram, you've probably already seen some of my posts there. Uh, always, always appreciate it. Thank you very much. Uh, Ramez, thank you very much. Assalamu alaikum. Ahlan wa sahlan. Joey B, TK Bay, Director Scott, always, always, always appreciate it. Uh, and of course, without without missing a beat, Gary the Fireman, as always, TKception, TK Tesla Bay, TK Alpha Bay, hashtag R Bay, hashtag TSLA for the for the stock, uh, as always. Davin Davis, uh, Greg All, of course, everybody in there. Um, and uh, thank you for checking out. And of course, some of the new people in the chat as well. I noticed there's a lot of new faces. Let me see here. Did I miss? Oh, Chemi Torres, of course. Uh, Joey B, uh, Nabil is in there. Nabil Khalil, first time I've seen a Nabil. Uh, my cousin uh, is uh, was a Nabil. Um, thank you, everyone, for the chat, of course. And uh, I hope you guys have a good week, the rest of the weekend. I know for some of you guys, it, it may already be uh, like early Sunday morning. Uh, but the fact of the matter is we get a chance to talk. We get a chance to anticipate and build up excitement for next week. Keep in mind, tomorrow across the podcast is going to be Jermaine. Uh, and uh, well, on the, across the podcast with Matt and, uh, and Sam, we're going to be hosting uh, Jermaine. Um, and I, I forgot who's the other. Uh, at, at, it'll be on the chat. I'll make sure to post it tomorrow over um and uh, it's going to be a big show. And of course, Monday with the SGGQA going on with uh, Juan Carlos as well. Uh, so with everybody there, please be safe. Please take care of yourself. Um, I tried answering as much as questions as I can. Again, if you don't, uh, please hit me up on Twitter. Uh, information will be in the chat, TKDSL8655. Uh, and we'll see you guys, everybody, next week. Uh, take care. Get in touch with any of your old friends. Be good. Stay good. Um, and I'll see you on the next episode of, of course, well, Saturday morning with tech. It'll be episode 71. Take care, everybody.